everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Metal Fuzz Network. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Connor. Oh, surprise. I'm just keeping That's you on your toes. And, and yeah, you said as always, so yeah. well, that must be Matt. Yeah, that's true. That is a lie because you, you you missed like two episodes ago. The last ago. regular one. Yeah, the yeah. last regular one, and Matt's here as well. You can hear hear him muttering over there. Yep. Of uh, course, I'm always here. This is. You only missed one. You've missed one episode out of thirty. Yeah. This is this is episode thirty-three, so you've done a good job. Connor, not so much. Yeah. Well. However, right. Connor, if you wanted to start fresh and have a new slate, this would be the time to do it because this is the first regular episode of twenty seventeen. So you've not missed one in 2017 yet. That's, yes, I'm that's, on track. That, that's worth celebrating. Well, so, yeah, key we talk, word is yet. We talk about comics. <laughs> we talk about DC Comics, in fact. And we have a bunch of books to talk about this week. Uh, first week of books of the year. So what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about Justice League v Suicide Squad, issue 3. Justice League of America, The Atom, Rebirth, issue 1. Batman 14, Superman 14, Justice League 12, Nightwing 12. Green Arrow 14, Green Lanterns 14, Death of Hawkman issue 4, and there's another new mini this week as well with The Fall and Rise of Captain Atom issue 1. So that's uh, everything we're going to be talking about this week. And of course there was no news this week, so I, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be nice and ask these two how their, how their week was. Matt, how was your week? I wasn't sick. I wasn't sick for the majority of it, so that's a win. That's, that's a big improvement, yeah. That's well, improvement uh-huh. over last week, so you know. It's all relative. Uh, Connor, how was how was your week? That's oh, alright. I got through most of my books on a reasonable time scale for once. Oh, that's nice. Most. Yeah. And just a pleasant reminder as well. Uh, in, in my possession, I have the Connor button. Just in case he gets out of line, I can uh, make I Love Red Hood appear over his face. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm pointing out for the audio listeners, just so if they hear Connor get angry in the middle of the show, I want them to understand why. I don't want them to feel left out. Uh, the visual viewers, of course, can see his uh, his reaction to it there. But this, take... this is aimed at Peter, not the viewers. Uh, of course. Uh, so I'll take that off just now. I'm just I want to establish that, establish the buttons in play. Mm-hmm. At the start of the episode. I've not fixed it yet. There's still the little specs that are not meant to be there. I do apologise. That's my bad. Uh, too busy working on other things. Not not prioritising properly with the buttons. You, you know, Connor. It was my idea to put up a picture of Jason Todd on there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Instead of you. I yeah, thought, it was I thought you were on my side, Matt. I know, but I'm on comedy side. Well, I mean, you could <laughs> argue that this is a, is a bit of a red hood. Yes. So that's why. Connor just referred to his ginger hair as a red hood. I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you could kind of get there. Let's talk about books. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll do it for Sounds the happy like battle. Yeah, let's talk about books. Alright, so we're starting off. Uh, the event keeps going. Justice League vs. Suicide Squad, issue 3. Joshua Williamson and Jesus Marino on art. Uh, this is, of course, the third chapter. And it was obviously the quieter issue in that we, we got over the fight. The fight had ended last issue. Mm-hmm. And it was the team held captive by Amanda Waller, but she kind of lets them out relatively quickly. Bat- Bat- Batman punches his way through some guards and Waller's all took you long enough. Yeah. You guys know how I feel about Batman, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> it makes sense. And yeah, it wasn't unbelievable either. It was no. a few soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I love the idea of Batman being a Hannibal Lecter up, though. Yeah. And fighting yeah. his way out of it. Uh, well, as cool. he should. I mean, when he was in the cell in the last, at the end of the last issue, 
he was like bound and chained and like the real major threat because yeah. he doesn't have like the the lasso to tie him up with or the the red sun rays. So he doesn't have a weakness, and, and, and I mean, it does. Yeah, he does. He's got a bullet. Yeah, in the wrong yeah. spot. He's human, but in a weird way, that makes in in this scenario the strongest because he doesn't have an obvious weakness that just cripples him. But, you know, except that unless they just you know cripple them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be Waller's goal here. So no, there you go. Uh, well, the first thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about the thing. Probably the most exciting moment for me this week was a Superman-related thing in this issue, and I don't know. Matt, Matt might know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So. Amanda Waller sort of fesses up and explains Maxwell Lord and the, the, the team of villains that were, were seeing him assemble. And there's a big reveal at the end, of course, that, that they are the original Task Force X. Right? Cool. That's nice and all that. Which, again, is Amanda Waller a Time Lord. I don't watch Doctor Who, but the fact that she can assemble this team of people that nobody remembers, a little bit fishy. Well, I think the whole point was it was meant to be covert ops, but this new Suicide Squad is a, a bit too noisy. And they're they're, they're not very good at their jobs, yeah. 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 I just, like, it's all these characters that people seem to forget, like, in, in storyline, you know? So mm. even, how covert can Lobo be? I'm That's just, a good point. I'm not, com- I'm not complaining about it, because I know there's going to be a storyline payoff, but it's like, what is Amanda Waller up to? It's Lobo, more devious than normal. Lobo's the one that sticks out, I feel like. Yeah. Well, no, you've got a guy with a big, because... giant, fiery sword. Yeah. It's not exactly subtle, is it? Oh, Emerald Empress is the big green eye and has Green Lantern-like well, powers. No, I, I, don't mean, I don't mean from a subtlety no. point of view. I, I mean more from... Well, kind of subtlety, because Lobo's such a character and likes to shout yeah. and scream about what he's doing. But yeah. more from a... He, he can sort of regrow from anything. Like, if you... Mm-hmm. If, as long as there's a speck of blood, he can regenerate from it. So I'm like, does he really care if there's a bomb in his neck? <laughs> no. So, no. Which tells me that there's, being the first version of Task Force X, she had more on them than bombs in the neck. Yeah, and that bombs in the neck became the go-to because it's easier. Well, I mean, for Lobo, she just has to pay him. That's true. She can just pay him. And then he'll Why'd she lock him up? We might yeah. find out. If you just pay him to go away, you know. But we'll, we'll, so, uh, we're getting but, Suicide Squad tie-in issues in the next couple of weeks to maybe explain yeah. some of this. Yeah. Yeah. So again, not a complaint story, like an actual complaint. It's just more of, as I'm reading, these are the questions going through my head. That yeah. I'm yeah, pretty certain Williamson's gonna pay off for. No, the moment I was getting to though. So Amanda Waller's showing the Justice League and the Suicide Squad as well uh, security footage of what happened at the, uh, the the prison, the secret prison where they were all been kept in Death Valley. Yeah. And Maxwell Lord comes on the screen. Superman's eyes light up. Mm-hmm. Heat Vision is getting ready to come out, and he says the words, "I know who that is." Yeah, I yep. was giddy. I was giddy, like a schoolgirl, when he said that. Him being angry, him being visibly upset when he sees Maxwell Lord. Well, because this is this Fantastic. is classic Superman. This isn't New Fifty Two. Yeah. No memories. Yeah. This this is the one that was mind controlled. And one woman had to snap the neck yeah. in old school continuity. This is and a, it, yeah, this is personal. This is, yeah, and we know this one didn't shoot Ted Cord, so it's not as bad to me. Um, is Ted Cord still kicking around with Jaime down in El Paso? 
So, but again, it's, but more it's, than that in Justice League. Yeah, it's that thing that always comes back though, where, where we keep talking about how everything that mattered before matters still. Yep. It's, it's yeah. still it still is relevant to what's going on. And, it's it's the same thing we talk about in action comics though, where how he has this relationship with Lex based off his previous relationship with his yeah. Lex. It's mm-hmm. the same thing here. Yeah, but when he sees Maxwell Lord, he knows that this is serious because he he yep. knows what he's capable of. He knows what happened before. In his yeah. lifetime, so Ooh, because yeah, well, because that Max was uh, hiding in plain sight, you know, nobody suspected him, and that's what the beauty of that turn was in Infinite Crisis, or in the lead up to it, you know, as he was plotting all these things, kind of like Amanda Waller does in the background. Hmm. So the fact that these are the two that are going head up, really, because this is really the Amanda Waller versus Max Lord show now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, super, super interesting. And of course, they basically refuse refuse to work together. But of course, the team of villains actually starts attacking Bill Reeve at the end of the issue, and that's yeah. kind of of a cliffhanger. We do get another couple of things though, because Maxwell Lord's after an item that'll help him control everyone. Uh, that seems to be what they're implying anyway. And we get this cool thing where he's, he's interrogating this guy in a cave, and the uh, what was supposed to Magneto oh. knockoff called. Polaris. Polaris, thank Dr. you. Polaris. He like, didn't go to evil medical school for seven years to be called Mr. <laughs> and he, he, he's holding this guy up with like metal through his arms and his Sword. legs. And it's their swords, yeah. yeah swords. And he's just yeah. like f- like floating in midair in pain, like crucified yeah. with these swords. Pretty cool. It's, pr- it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty dark. And also, it looked like they had moons on their faces. So I'm wondering if this has anything to do with the black diamond that holds Eclipso. Hmm. Yeah. I don't understand how that would make them control everybody, but it seemed like that was the group because they were on again on this like isolated area. Can't remember if it was an island or not, but uh, so yeah. Again, the continuity wonk in me is loving all of this because it's yeah. all these characters going into place. You know, pardon the pun, like a chessboard. Yeah, that's when Max Lords in play. Now, I think I've seen some negative reviews of this issue uh, for losing momentum, but for me I feel like it needed to stop, slow down and like yeah, establish. I, agree I think my biggest negative is I think the it's it's a consequence of the weekly schedule that I think the art is a little bit weaker compared to the last yeah, two, cause, in my opinion. Yeah, cuz Fabric's not on this one, so the art's different. And then we had Daniel yeah. last time. Yeah. And then and now I mean it's not bad, but it feels like fine. a step down. Yeah, it's fine. It, but we had it two didn't breaks. bother me. When when the story's humming on all cylinders, I can take a ping to the art. Oh, I can take it. I'm not gonna. It's not like a massive. I'm gonna stop reading it. Obviously, it's not bad art. But certainly. it just it, it, no. it's not. But it just felt like a and step like, down. I noticed it wasn't as good as the previous two issues. Yeah, I like Jesus Marino's art though too. So, yeah. you know, but it, it is of that house style that we talk about. You know, during the New Fifty Two. Yeah. Yeah. So. Although, but again, I don't find bad with it. But to be fair, when it's only one or two artists that are doing that style now, it doesn't feel like the house style anymore, kind of thing. That said, I don't mind no. having a house style when you're doing an event like this because it's like, yeah. hang on, you've got six different artists over six issues, and it's got to feel like a one cohesive story. Maybe uh, a house style is for the best. Is it six different artists, or is like Fabric back for the final? Maybe. I think, uh, maybe he is. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't checked. I feel like that would be because the way it'll it would be a happen, month. But, yeah. Because it'll. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But That's either way. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping though that it seems like they're going to be doing this with the Snyder Capullo event, but since it's, you know, yeah. there's been billed as Snyder and Capullo, 
is that I'm hoping all the events after this, because they're planning them out in enough advanced time, that it might just be the same artist through all like six issues of an event because you know you're, you're having the lead time getting them out so yeah. far in advance. Yeah, because yeah, who who else draws like Capullo? Really, nobody. No one does. Yeah. No. So it would really stand out. So hopefully yeah. that's what they're working on right now. Yeah, I'd be excited about that if that was how they're going things. That said, he's doing his monthly book with uh, Mark Miller, isn't he? For now, yeah. So he can't be getting that far ahead of it if it's the summer event, say. That's no, but true. let's say he's working on two. You know, he works on his on his, and it's only like four or five issues, for all we know. Yeah. So, you know, I trust him. The dude, when he's not lifting, he's drawing. So. He is a workhorse, isn't he? So. Yeah, he is. So. All right, uh, so just leave his Suicide Squad issue three. We're still enjoying the event. I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes. Uh, the big reveal at the end, of course, at the other first Task Force X, um, yep. makes the stakes a bit more personal for Amanda Waller. I mean, we, we knew they were gunning for her anyway, but this puts yeah. it a bit more perspective. You know? Well, again, it makes her the bad guy in Shades of Grey. This is how you do Shades of Grey, where I feel like in New 52, everybody was Shades of Grey, so it didn't matter. Yeah. But uh, here, when you have Amanda Waller, that's clearly her own agenda. She's not good nor bad. She just wants what she wants. Yeah, and I like that moment where she more. says that she wants them to protect her, and they just yeah. start laughing. <laughs> yeah, the Justice League, and, the you... Justice League, and Suicide Squad, and Unison yeah. all start laughing together. Uh, yeah, that which was really again, funny. that's that was the plot of the movie, and they did not handle that at all. They treated that in the movie like it was supposed to be a twist, and yeah, you know, they could have just done something like that early on. What, what the fact is here is here. I mean, it's not a twist per se, but it is a reveal. Mm-hmm. But it's played yeah. properly because up until this point, we didn't know that's what the what was supposed to happen. And she comes right. out and says it, and then they all laugh. They make a funny moment out of it, and it well, works. Yeah, that's because in the movie, they were already on the mission, and then it yeah. turns out that's yeah. what it was. Exactly. Whereas here, it's, no, here's the mission. Let's start now. Yeah. Right. And it works. Exactly. Uh, I'll have some highlights, though, are just the, when, the, when the Justice League are still in their cells, and the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad came in, and they start bantering with them whilst they're in the cells, and they're making fun oh. of them. Flash and boomerang, yeah, that, that was that was fun stuff, and even Croc and Aquaman and just other little things like that. Just the what I just love that Flash was like, yeah, that hurt, but it was worth it. Yeah, you know, basically yeah. Speed Force headbutts him. Yeah, through the wall. The, yeah, through the glass. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's uh, the third issue of the event. That'll take us on to Justice League of America: The Atom Rebirth issue one. Steve Orlando writing, Andy McDonald on art. This is the first of the four one-shots over this month, which is building up to... It's four of the main characters, not all of the main characters, but four of the main characters from Justice League of America, which is starting next month. And each the issue... The four newest ones. The four newest ones. And this issue... And each, each of the four issues, I imagine, are just basically going to be, here's this character, here's their origin, here's where they are now, so you know who they are. We're going into this team book. Yeah, and then presumably the book will start with getting them together for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, and obviously some of it's going to come out of the, the event as well, which I've already said, and especially since Killer Frost and Lobo are both involved in that, I feel like yep. yeah. they'll uh, sort of tie into that as well. So well, I kinda, Killer Frost is getting one, right? Yeah, she's getting one. Yeah. yeah. Which so kind of seems weird, late... given that they did the, the Suicide, suicide Squad tie-in. That's what I was going to say. I wonder how late in the process that tie-in was. That was probably just... It was only like 10 pages. It was probably just... We don't have a tie-in for that... Or or a backup for that issue. Or someone quickly write something. Yeah, Yeah, I hope that isn't just like... If it's the same... Like, just covering the same ground. I mean, obviously this will be more spaced out and have a full issue, but... 
Well, hers might not be though. Uh, the same as the other ones. Yeah. I mean, just in the sense that they, they might want to pick up the threads from. Then again, it's coming out in the middle of the event because it'll be out before yeah. the event's yeah. finished. So but maybe it can't be. I hope it just touches on that she's not actually a villain. She's a victim of circumstance. So yeah, I think so. Given the yeah. way that uh, Superman spoke to her in the event this week, exactly. Mm. So that that ground's been laid. So that's said. Which, unlike, do we know unlike what the Adam, Killer Frost is? I think it's the third because Vixen's next. And I think the Ray's the last, so that leaves. Right. So I was going to say, if it was the last, the that would yeah. be the same week as the final issue of the of the event. So you could say, oh, this is after that. Yeah. Well, who knows? They could shuffle stuff around. I'm. I don't know for sure. So. Yeah. So yeah. So this is the atom. This is a uh, Choi, the, the 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 new generation atom, not Cord. Oh, the Cord, not Cord. Sorry, Cord. Not Cord. Palmer. Um, I'm, I'm jumping at Blue Beetle Tattoo. Yeah, Ray Palmer. You are. And he, it's a story of him going to college and meeting Palmer, who's one of his professors, and they they bond yep. over over a year of time, and yep. we actually build up eventually at the end of the issue to the scene from the Rebirth issue, the as in DC Universe Rebirth issue, one way back Rebirth in May, one. and it had that that scene where Palmer disappeared into the microverse. Yeah, and he's like, Choi, mm-hmm. I've left you a belt. You, you're the only one who knows how this stuff works. You've been working with me. You can take this on. I mean, it goes further than that as well. We see his, like, a couple of pages after that too and we see him uh, decide yeah. that he's going to be the atom, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just kind of a... It's kind of... This is who he is. This is the type of person he is. This is how he met Ray. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I I think it's a enjoyable enough issue. I think it's a necessary issue. I think, unlike a lot of the other Rebirth issue ones, these ones are all more important because... They are all characters that even big DC fans might not be as familiar with. Yeah, I never read the Ryan Choi Adams. Yeah, me neither. Uh, me either. So, so it's nice to get a reset on this. So I, I think that these serve a really good purpose in that. No, no, for everyone, because everyone knows who Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are. This is, yeah. no, here's these small characters who you don't know, so that when we go into this new book, you understand who they all are, what their motivations are, and... Nice yeah, it means we don't have to waste time in the main series explaining yeah. away bits with exposition. We can just nope, we've had it. Let's move on. Get the story going. And the fact that this well, one, this one deals with that scene from the rebirth issue, makes yeah. me confident that the the main book will pick up these threads as well. That it will incorporate the atom stuff with the micro. Like maybe one of the arcs will focus on that, and the atom, you know, the new atom I, I will think work. It, it must because this is it's not just the atom, is it? It's it's still a a JLA title. Yeah. Which means it's yeah, got to tie if, into the main book more than just his character. If, yeah, but what, yeah, what, that's what I'm saying, though, is I'm saying... for Palmer, you know... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That There's going to be an arc where they all yeah. T- yeah. work together and Choi will lead them on this attempt to try and find them. And and again, I, I'd even forgotten about that line he, he gives them about... Uh, when he's in the microverse mm-hmm. and he leaves on that recording... About how, oh, there's been a disturbance in the microverse, something's altered things. You know, it's again tying into Rebirth, which yeah. is cool. So, no, that's exciting. Uh, Definitely. It was a nice. Well, I was gonna say real quick before we moved on, uh, the character stuff between the two, it established who Ryan Choi was really efficiently. You know, from the scene with his parents and him always wanting to go to Ivy because that's like the best science school for what he wants to do, and even his parents were like, you know, you can study what you want. We studied music. You can do whatever. It was kind of a nice, you know, no, this is who he is and what he wants to do. And even the stuff with Palmer, I thought was really cool. Yeah, my my weirdest thing is obviously this is still like we we had Palmer in the New Fifty Two, right? Because he did some stuff with Shade. I have no idea. 
I'm sure he popped <laughs> I, up in that stuff. Kinda, but like... But it I'm wasn't Ray sure. Palmer. It was a yeah. character with the name of Ray Palmer, but he didn't act like that, Ray That Palmer. was the thing. So I'm sure he popped up with the, the shade stuff, yeah. and and I was like, but, huh. But here, from what I know about him, from like Identity Crisis and even Countdown, which, for those who are unfamiliar, after 52, the series came out, DC kept trying to do weekly series. So they did this really terrible one called Countdown that took 52, which counted up to 52, counted down to 52 or counted zero from 52 wait hold it, it counted down to one yeah to yeah to zero right okay where we, we so saw was, was dark side a, die was it a zero issue the zero issue was the last issue right okay yeah it was really <laughs> terrible but the one good thing through it was the hunt for ray palmer where you had Kyle Rayner and uh, Jade, a lot of these lost heroes that didn't really have a place at the time. Mm. Uh, we're looking for Ray Palmer, and I got to know the character through there and through Identity Crisis. So to see him pop up here, and it felt like the same guy. And they even mentioned his ex-wife and uh, how he still loves her even though they're divorced. There was a lot of that familiarity there that I picked up on. I, I do think it's clever that this issue is called the Atom. But it is about both of them. Like it's introducing mm-hmm. both of them to this universe now and giving us ideas of who they both are at the same time. Yeah, yeah it's it's that idea that you know, like when like you can have a book called The Flash and it's about both Flash and Kid Flash, it's not yeah. just the yeah. one and Which that's always what DC did with Legacy was you could have them both still. Like Wally West was really the outlier for a while because Barry was gone and he was just the Flash. But, you know, for as long as they've had, like, the JSA, you've had Alan Scott and Hal Jordan running around, you know, after, well, at least after Crisis. So, yeah. anyways, Legacy good, Adam good. Yeah. I, I think this issue serves a good purpose. I, I, I didn't love it. Like, I think it's a really solid issue. But, you know, it, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't my favorite of the week by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, but it was a good no. Rebirth book. It, yeah. And most importantly, it does exactly what it needs to do. Exa- yeah, it does. That's exactly the right thing. It does what it needs and to I, do. And I think that it's helped out because there's not going to be an Adam ongoing, right? No. no. Well, so, I mean, they could yeah. announce one later, but yeah, but not not right now. Yeah. So it's gonna it's setting up stuff for Orlando's JLA. Yeah. So that's cool. Which is why I think it's cool that they're going to pick up. You know, maybe arc number two will be search for Ray. With right. his stuff, or art number three, maybe that. And I don't know. I don't know what the other characters are setting up for their stories, but this is the one that this is the only one I think was teased in the rebirth issue. I could be wrong. I don't remember any of the other characters. Yeah, no, because I don't think any it's, of well. yeah, yeah. This is the only one, which makes sense because I think Johns has always liked Ray Palmer as a character. So, plus, if he's uh, he's investigating something going on at the you know micro level, hmm. then. I also like it because it makes JLA by extension feel really planned out. If like yeah. if this, if that's building off this, which is building off the rebirth, it makes it feel like oh this this story the the ideas have been going since that rebirth issue. Yeah, and I can almost see it like maybe there's not an arc where they try and find Ray, or if there is, they don't succeed entirely. It doesn't properly it doesn't properly come back out of the microverse or come out of play until the yeah. the big events going on and it'll be a tie-in thing where he comes out of the microverse at the same time as the events going down where there's like lots of rebirth things happening yeah could be later in the year i, don't know, I can see that happen i can see john's maybe of you know planning that out in advance and... well i mean like look at what what is dr manhattan's logo on his forehead it's an atom right mm, that's true yeah. 
So I'm sure one's going to play into the other. Well, is, 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 is Manhattan going to try and do his, like, you know, his poof thing on him, but Atom will shrink down so he can't kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, or it that... makes kind of sense if you have a scientist versus scientist kind of deal. Mm. So, like, I'm down. I'm down for that. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's uh, the first of the Justice League of America Rebirth one-shots. That'll take us on to Batman issue 14, written by Tom King and art by Mitch. Gerrards or Gerrards? Is that a soft G or a hard G? I think it's Gerard's. Yeah, Gerard's. I'd say soft. Right, Gerard's. Mitch Gerard's. Uh, I love this issue. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I did too, and this is where the fight begins, because... No, I'm not fighting. <laughs> you guys can like it all you want, that's fine. It just, I don't like it. All right, Matt's going to abstain <laughs> then for the next two minutes. Oh, I can, yeah, well, I'll let you guys talk, right. and then I'll say why I didn't like it, and then we can move on. Okay, first no thing... DTL. I love how Matt's pretending to be the cameraman when there's a reason why me and Connor are scared of these conversations. There's a reason why we build these up in our heads. That's good. I like that. (laughs) Oh dear. So, Batman issue 14 is the first of a two-part... I thought it was a one-shot where we get... Not a one-shot, you know what I mean? Like a one-off story before we got to the next arc. But it turns out it's a two-part called Rooftops, and this is the first half of it. And it's Batman and Catwoman... Basically spending the night together on the roof fighting crimes and whatnot and having romantic moments. The night before she has to go back to, to prison. She's getting transferred to Blackgate instead of Arkham for for the murders. And there's even a, a line she drops about she might not have done it. Like he 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 drops a line about that. Sort of implying yeah. that, that might not just be the straight case. But this issue, first of all, it's gorgeous. It is. It's absolutely beautiful. And I love Janin, and I think I probably prefer Janin's art overall, but the, the thing that is perfect about this, though, is that it's it's fitting a different tone, a different mood. It's like, no, this isn't the, the the adventure we had before. This is a... It really sells up the romance it's, of it. It sells the romance. Well, it sells the, the darkness of Gotham, and not, darkness of Gotham, not yeah. like grim and gritty, but it's a city at night, so yeah. you're going to have shadows and... Tricks of the light and stuff. And, and there's a lot to talk about, uh, like uh, like diamonds in the rough shining through. And there's a lot of that sense in here with the lights of the city. Yeah, oh there's a lot of stars. <laughs> Look at Matt, he's making noises. He's not shouting, but he's making noises if you say things. Yeah. Well, Matt must at least appreciate all the all the throwaway villains. Oh my god. I did. That Kite was Man? The, 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 the part that I liked was as, <laughs> as the two-page spread is going... And it's just like fist, face, fist, face. Yeah. And all just the different, it's like Z-level villains. Which, is a, uh, I'm like, Batman, you need to do a better job if there's that many Z-grade villains that you're taking out on one night. This is date night you know? for Batman and Catwoman who's taking out all these villains. Because yeah. they're about to kiss, it's about to get romantic, and the signal comes on. It's like, all right, it's time for stuff. And we see Clock King briefly. And then we get this two-page spread of them which, just going around punching yeah. various people. I like that too because that was the Clock King that's been showing up in in Star City. Yeah, Green Arrow. Yeah, like the yeah. new one. And so the fact like like Emmy didn't take his BS, and now Batman's not taking his BS. Yeah. So I, I like, always like I've been planning this for yeah. years or whatever it was, <laughs> and then Carol just comes in and just takes him out in one punch. Yeah. yeah. Well, about that is, is that Emmy, of course, is very capable, but is not as experienced as Batman. So Batman and Catwoman take take care of it like that. It's done. Like, yeah. None of this. We're on a watch that makes us addicted to a, a drug thing. None of that. Yeah. Just you're done. But no, I want to talk about Kite Man because 
One of my favourite running jokes oh, yeah. now is the this kite man is really enthusiastic about being kite man, and he's like, as he's like not getting knocked out by Batman and Catwoman, he just lands and going kite man like half like you know he's he's barely comprehending what's going on. He's fist pumping himself. Yeah, like and then. So the, the page plays out, and he's still lying there the whole time as Batman and Catwoman walk away talking. And at the end of the page, after they've left the frame, it's just this last panel of him going, yeah. It's hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, hell that yeah. was it. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's so, he's so happy that he got beat up by Batman and Catwoman. He's like, this is the life. I love this. This joke is incredible. <laughs> Never end. Tom King, also, you're a genius. Just, just the, the, the amount he's pulled from. We got Condiment King. Oh, Condiment yeah. I love Condiment King. He's a... I know him from Batgirl Year One. That's where I know him from. Yeah. She takes someone in that. Yeah, Conor McKean's no Cold Snap, though. <laughs> Cold that, Snap that, wishes... That would have made this. Yeah. If Cold yeah. Snap if Cold had Snap, got yeah. a punch in this. Yeah. Cold Snap Or, or if even Batman just went, yeah, you're no Cold Snap, and then knocked him out. You know? <laughs> we also got Signal Man, who I haven't seen Signal Man in years. Like, I'm talking before Final Crisis years. Like, we're talking 8-9 here. In fact, that's a good point. Let's talk about why this works and why the Justice League thing didn't work, right? Mm. This works because the whole point of this is it's meant to be funny. That they're yeah. beating up all these, like, but no-name it villains. Uh, it isn't an issue. Yeah. Whereas in Justice League, it was like, oh, look at all the all the greatest villains are coming to get them, and it's Cold Snap. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. you know, this, this is, this is be where funny. Cold Snap belongs in this exactly. sequence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, did you guys used to read Wizard... Because I know there's an age gap between us. Nah, sorry, Matt. <laughs> yeah, they used to do the Mort of the Month, and it was like from DC and Marvel, like the Z grade worst villains. And that's where I would see a lot of these guys that have popped up, like Signal Man and Condiment King, and, and so like that. So it reminded me of that, like the Mort of the Month. Yeah. But no, I, I love that. That, that, that's, that, that. that middle part of the issue made it really fun. But then the art just made everything gorgeous. Like, see that two-page spread, like one or two issues in, and it's like the the extreme Mister Robot framing. Not two pages in. What did I say? Issues. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Two pages, and it's like it's just like you know they're, they're talking for the first page or two, and then it's this two-page spread of them just like embracing each other, and it's right down the bottom of the page, and it's just yeah. mostly the night sky of the stars, and it's like just gorgeous. It is gorgeous, and uh, I know. Um... This is the artist that does Sheriff of Babylon with King. Oh, and okay. that's made me want to go and yeah. check that out now. Yeah. Yeah, I've see I've been waiting for it to end and uh, the first issue was really good and it's a really, mm. you know, noir style set over there. I know based King off of his tweeted, he tweeted this week saying that Sheriff of Babylon is the favorite his favorite thing that he's written at all. Yeah. Well, it's the most personal because yeah. he he lived that and so um in a way. I mean, of course, it's a little more. Yeah. But yeah, there's like a Western noir kind of to it. And I want to go back and check it out. I also want to check out Vision, which is damn near impossible to find, though. In, <laughs> in like singles. Because it blew up yeah. real quick. I don't know how you didn't like this. <laughs> I just, I, it's not that I didn't like it. It's fine. You know, but uh, I, I don't it. like I don't like King's take on. Catman, Catman. Yeah, if he wrote Catman. <laughs> no, that would be an interesting development. Yeah. Matt, Matt's yeah. read a different Catman bit from us. Catwoman. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like the cat and the bat. 
like whole thing. I will admit that, that that's a little bit weird, but I'm getting used to it, and it works for me in the sense that they see each other as who they are, and who they are is the Batman and the Catwoman. Yeah, but for me, they're Bruce and Selena, and the fact that what makes them work is that they're not supposed to work. Is that's the one thing that I do but that like. Still that still works with right. Cat and Bat. Yeah, but, but that's the point, oh, though, Matt. Is that Batman's not really Bruce Wayne? He's Batman. Yeah, but I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that she's just Catwoman. He's just Batman, and that's what makes them work. It's the fact that they're both broken individuals. Well, that no, Matt, we're not saying we're not saying it's that's not that they're just that. It's that that they think that that's their yeah. defining trait. Yeah, we're not saying that's yeah, why they so work. they're going to call each other it. Like I don't. All right, cat. So what? So when they finally do work out a relationship, and they're in. Wayne Manor, they're still calling each other Cat and Bat. Well, I don't no, think it's any different to having nicknames, though. If you, yeah, if Matt, the whole I, don't, point, I don't like that, though. Matt, the whole point of this issue... Hollow. Matt, the whole point of this issue is that it can't be a relationship. It's a one-night thing. She keeps saying I that. I want this one night. And Right, and I get that, and I like that, and that's what makes it work. That's what King gets right, is the uh, I run, you chase me. Like, that, I thought, that's fine. Hmm. But it's the little things that just don't add up for me. It just it feels hollow. Like, the, the whole diamonds... In the, like she's stealing from herself, in the whole, let's throw them down on the roof, and they'll sparkle like the night. And I'm just like, come on. And well, then, she does. She does also say, use these to open some orphanages. It, there's a there's a nice sentiment yeah, in there. Let's, let's throw them down so we can have sex on them on a rooftop. Like, hey, hey, not rose petals. That this is the woman that he should be having sex with on rooftops. This is okay. <laughs> Uh, and it's also way, way, way better handled than back in the the, the first well, issue of the New Fifty Two. Yeah, of course. Oh, but says you don't have a child like Judd Winnick writing it. <laughs> Not, nothing against Judd if he is listening. <laughs> I like most of the other stuff you do. He might. <laughs> don't laugh at this, guys. Nothing against <laughs> Judd, <laughs> but you're a child. <laughs> but that is how a child would deal with a Batman Catwoman. When I say child, I'm talking like a 15-year-old kid, you know, I'm starting to show my age a little. Um, These kids today. But, yeah. <laughs> but oh. I just, it was, meh. And then I see part one of two, and it was like, ugh. I go, oh, yes, get another one of these. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have to just sort of counter those sentiments and say, no, I love this. Uh, it was beautiful. It was touching. Okay. I loved the relationship between the two. I'm not telling you that you're wrong for liking it. Like I'm not willing to fight. I, know, like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I get why people like this. I'm just summing it's up just... my my uh, thought. I'll try to move on to the next thing, Matt. Basically. <laughs> I gotcha. So no, I just beautiful, touching. Love the relationship between the two of them. A lot of fun stuff in the middle with the villains, and it, it flowed great. And I'm yeah, I'm excited we're getting another one. I, I hope I hope Mitch here comes back for something else after one of the arcs and does some more with. King on Batman. Hopefully we agree more on the next one. <laughs> Superman issue 14, Peter Giotomassi and Patrick Gleason writing and Ivan Reese on art. This is the first part of the multiplicity arc. So Superman yep. is driving for some reason, despite the fact that he's Superman. Because he's trying to maintain his as Clark Smith. Uh, sure. Right, that's his name in Hamilton. Yeah. He's got, he's got to have yeah. a life. That means yeah. he's got to have a pickup truck. All right, all right, all right, all right. He's, he's driving, right? He's driving. I, but Pete, I thought it was weird too because thank you. He's Superman. Superman doesn't drive. I, he I get that, but I, I kind of feel like it depends where he's going. If he's going into town, yeah. 
Sure, but it's nighttime as well, so it's it's even less. Well, or he just misses bar. being a farmer, and he's like, "I'm just gonna go for a late night drive in my pickup truck." It's every country song I've ever heard. <laughs> it's true. But anyway, he's he's driving and portal dimensional things, monsters, su- Russian Superman from Red Sun appears. Yeah, Earth thirty, and that's not normal. He, Speaking Russian. Of course, he helps him fight these monsters, and then this other team led by Superman of Earth Nine, I want to say. Yep, like it. <laughs> and they show up, and there's something hunt- hunting down and capturing Superman from all these different Earths, and they're trying to save but him. Doesn't want our Superman. But th- yeah, yeah, that's important. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't well, want I, our I Superman. I do as well. Yeah, I think that. But it wants it wants Keenan. Yeah, it was Keenan Kong. Yeah, that's what they're after. Yeah, which was cool, cool to bring him into it. And, uh, and the, then when we see, because they're called the Gatherers that they send, so like Russian Superman comes out, he speaks to Superman in Russian. Of course, Superman knows Russian because he knows different languages, and he's like, the Gatherers are coming, and it was super like, it felt like a sci-fi plot of like a an old, even like a Twilight Zone, you know? You have this threat coming to pick everybody up, yeah, and they fight them, and they were super creepy. They were creepier than I thought, you know. Yeah. When like, you see them, uh, when you see them take Keenan later in the issue, and you see like the black uh-huh. goo, like sort of, yeah, encasing them, that was pretty creepy. I, was, I, I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Because I was yeah. thinking there was gonna be like Brainiac or something along those lines. I, I also thought not. it was creepy how they can't spell list. Yeah, just the list. Yes, with well, a I, Y. And I even like so Tomasi showing that he knows how to write jerk characters well with Damien and Gardner and now Keenan. Because Keenan's response is, no, the, the only thing on my list doesn't involve you guys, so I'm out of here. Hmm. It's just yeah. the way he flippantly deals with like everything still. Also, as he's looking at this, the, the Buddha monuments and basically talking to his dad, and he's like, oh yeah, dad, you're right. You can't see these in a photo. Again, talk, talk about continuity and like, them paying attention. That only happened mm-hmm. in New Superman in the last issue. Last, yeah. last month, yeah. yeah. It's only been what, three weeks since that issue? So yeah. Also, you know, good. you know how I said I dropped New Superman. Yeah. After this, I can't. <laughs> I like I like Keaton too much. I'm gonna have to drop you know, something else. You know, it's really annoying. I was look like there's a lot of books coming next week. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to cut one just so I could get everything done. And I was saying this to Pete about maybe maybe Thursday. Yeah. But before I'd read this was the point, and I was yeah. like, I'm looking through. I was like, I think New Superman's gonna have to go. Yeah. And now I'm torn. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because I hey. just I love Keenan's character so much. Happy now, problems. How but... happy first world well, problems it is. right there. But yeah, as I was reading it, going, oh, I know it's not going to tie into this, but I do want to read what Keenan's up to still. I get, I, I just Thanks. love that they planned this out well enough that because it'd be easy yeah. enough to have him here and just not mention anything about what's going on with him, just so yeah. it could fit in regardless yeah. without having to think about it. But no, they timed it so yeah. that no, if you've been reading that book and this just happened, he is thinking about it it's on his mind you can see it's still a part of his character that it's just went he just went through this and that's really cool so that's that's a cool touch uh so yeah so superman basically agrees to join their mission to save all the supermen and he's like yeah something the multiverse yeah i know something about that yeah (laughs) well yeah and it's and it's and it's the multiversity group that morrison put together yeah which really threw me off because they did that and then they immediately threw it away with convergence like yeah. well, six months later. Yeah, and then they threw away Convergence because it was garbage. That's where it belongs. Yeah, and so are we just going with 
Morrison's Multiversity, that's the one that we're going with now? I think I think it's both. It has to. It's just like Convergence said that Crisis happened, but it didn't happen. And that's how we got to things. Multiversity happened, but it didn't happen, weirdly. Because without Convergence, we don't get Lois and Clark on this Earth. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, God damn it. Yeah, right? Um, I have not read uh, Multiversity. Uh, I may I may read it for before the next issue of this hits, just so that I've got a bit more context for this. That said, I think it read well, uh, having not. Because yeah. to me, it's just, oh, this team of random ca- characters, heroes from different universes, it works. I don't really need to know who they are. But it was it was cool seeing Space Batman and uh, Superman of Earth-9. I forget what his name is. He's essentially Barack Obama as Superman. Yeah. Because like, um, he was president of that Earth, and... He took down Super Doom in Action Comics, which was another thing that they kind of threw out was Morrison's Action Comics run from the beginning of the New 52, where that Superman comes from. So I feel like Tomasi's just pulling all these threads together, and this is going to be one of those arcs that ends up being super important to the future of Superman. I will, I will, I will say this though: I am, yeah, I think it's, I think it's not a coincidence that this is the one right before uh, Reborn. I think that yeah. probably will lead yeah. into that quite nicely. Yeah. I also think that this storyline could have easily have turned me off because it is like, oh, this is getting into like Morrison territory, and I'm, that might have really, you know. Yeah, he, he is very much. But I'd argue it's handling the it's, it's good Morrison though. Well, this is the thing: is that Tomasi's a good writer. I don't, I didn't feel mm-hmm. at any point in this issue that I was like confused or I felt like they were throwing like too many ideas at me. It was these ideas, but it was told in a very nice. It was like Morrison for kids. No, that sounds insulting to me. Or so for the shot. layman. Yeah, no, my, it's Morrison that's... for the layman because that's my main problem with multi. Like we talked about this before, there's an issue of multiversity which revolves around a living issue of a comic book. Oh, ma, 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 ma. that was not on the show. So <laughs> explain uh, what that says. It's before the show. Okay, so in multiversity, the whole thing is these are little snapshots of what's going on in the greater multiverse that Morrison had set up at the end of Final Crisis. And it picks up on threads from there. One of the threads is what's polluting all the different multiverses is this living story. And in one of the Earths, I can't remember which, it takes the form of a cursed comic. So if you read this comic, it leads the gateway of all the bad stuff that starts to happening. And Dr. Savannah, who's Shazam or Captain Marvel's big bad, there's a army of savannas going through the multiverse, picking up where this thing is leaving off, trying to take over. So that's the type of Morrison stuff that I'm just like, oh man, this is too far. But then you get the stuff with Superman of Earth-9. Yeah. And how he defeats Super Doom and, and all this. And that comes into play. And you have the Thunderer, who's the aboriginal-looking guy with the staff. You get his entire story. He's essentially like on an Avengers team and he's their version of Superman or Thor, you know, and, and how the part that he plays. So the fact that it plays with comics, legends and archetypes, that's the Morrison that I like. And I feel that's what Tomasi's doing here, because at the end, you see all the different Supermen that are or in Superwomen that have been taken and yeah, one see, of them's Captain Carrot. You see, yeah, you see these cages, and you see Captain Carrot, the yeah. who's a who's a humanoid bunny, right? 
and who's, who's their Superman? And whoever and whoever's capturing them does something to him, and it turns him into a regular rabbit. <laughs> it's really heartbreaking. <laughs> which, which I'm glad that's what happened because I thought they were getting rid of Captain Carrot, and there's still a chance. No, we can reverse that this. They restore we, him. We, we can't yeah. wipe Captain Carrot from the multiverse. Sure. No, because honestly, no. one day I I want a, a Justice League Animals book with Captain Carrot, Crypto, Streaky. Uh, give us the uh, the green lantern that's like a squirrel. Uh, chip. chip, chip, yeah, him. G- chip give us... and badge. You have the one that's a chipmunk. Yeah, and a squirrel. Give me all these and give me a uh, detective chimp. Throw him on the team. <laughs> Let's make an animal justice league. You know what's funny is, is Johns loves the Justice League of Animals, the whole Captain Carrot universe, um, and so does Morrison, which is weird. Yeah. So I feel like that crossover there, but. John's has always joked about writing a series about them. Like, even if it was just a miniseries. That, that's what and, it was. You know, it's, like, it's he tease to do... we talked about. It's it's not actually Watchmen. Yeah. That's just a misdirect. He's, he's doing the Justice League yeah. of Animals. Yeah. Mm. Captain Carrot. Yeah. But uh, the, the point I was getting at earlier, though, is just that I think this is this flows much better than your typical Morrison book where he throws in all these like really straight... Like, I started reading Multiversity last night and I fell asleep in the middle of the first issue. <laughs> um, yeah, first issue's rough. But, it's a lot to take in. Yeah, it's a lot to take think, in. And you have to remember the threads from Final Crisis that Nick you a toe in and all of that too. And the Ori of Worlds and... Yeah, so Morrison's stories tend to make sense by the end. It's just the start with this overload of information and then kind of fills it in as you go along. Whereas Tomasi is doing... casual the, reader. Yeah, whereas Tomasi is going, here's... Wait, hold on a minute. Point. Hold on a minute. I'm not a casual reader. No, 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 no. When I say casual reader, you went back and went, oh, this ties to multiversity. You weren't reading multiversity as it happened, like me and Connor did. Well, no, but I, I, I still have the so same problems casual... with it. My problem is the way Morrison writes his stories. Right, I mean, that's, that's just a, That's subjective, though, that, isn't it? Because I like that whole bombardment of... Because, no, because... everything you said to me, Connor, I think is a I read it, I don't like it. Yeah. See, I, I, I like that because it's like, okay... Here, because I, I, I can get, read the first issue, digest it, and then learn as as I go through. And that's not to that's say what I was saying about the casual reader is you have to know as what you're getting into with Morrison, you know, and he have to accept it. If you don't, then you're gonna be like Pete, and you're gonna be like, I don't have time for this. I'm going to sleep. But if you're more like Connor, you're like, oh, this is gonna go. But just, somewhere. just I'm gonna finish it. Just to clarify here, though, it's not like I've never. It's not like I dislike everything that Morrison writes. I, there's actually like three or four things that Morrison's written that I love. It's just when he gets to his heady ideas, where he's doing like multiversity, or he's doing whatever other crazy crap he's done. Um, How do you feel about like the end of his Animal Man stuff? I read his Animal Man. Because oh, right. <laughs> that's kind of like low key Morrison. Hmm. But yeah. it just yeah, but see, my favorite thing he's done is the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul because it was this big swashbuckling superhero story that's completely unlike Morrison. Like when you think Morrison, you oh, don't think Matt. swashbuckling. Matt. Brainiac. Yes. Probably Brainiac going talk about me instead of Morrison. Yeah. Well, time. Morrison is Brainiac. They're bald. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the point I was getting at though is just I think it's better written and easier to get into, and it, it eases you into what it's doing. Easier to get into, I will definitely agree with. Better written, I'm not entirely yeah. sure I agree with. If this leads to people going and reading all of Multiverse, cool. Because, again, as a continuity wonk, that's what draws me to DC, is their sense of continuity and legacy. And clearly that's what's going on here. Even if it's 
Superman of Earth Nine and the Thunderer and these new characters, they're still legacy characters because they're Superman archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. So that leads you back to the bigger you know, hall of of DC and what they can do, then awesome. Yeah. But, but if it's not, if you want the smaller stuff, it works too. But so I, Tomasi, it up. I, th- I think the big thing I'm getting at though with it being easier to get into is with Morrison, I just get frustrated and I'm like, I'm not following this that well. I feel like it, it's almost like I, f- I feel like he's making me feel stupid for not being able to understand everything completely right away and it annoys me. Huh. A Scotsman making you feel stupid doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you feel that on a regular basis, Matt. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's me. I'm just saying. How's it feel? <laughs> Whereas with Tomasi, though, like I'm taking it all in and I'm enjoying it and I want to read the next one. It's making me engaged. Whereas Morrison, when he, he's like that, it doesn't make me engaged. It it separates me, disconnects me from what what he's writing. See, interestingly, that's that's what makes me want to read more of Morrison. It's like, okay, I need to read more to get answers. Whereas this, it's like, okay, I want to read more, but it'll be the next part. So it's like, oh, I'm excited. But the other one is, I need to know the answers. But I feel like Morrison's writing works better on like TV. Maybe. They should let him do Doctor Who, like he's wanted to for ages. Just let him do a few episodes mm. of that. Then that's when you get the assassin scorpions, and then we're all screwed because he's bringing them to life. <laughs> so let's not have him on Doctor Who. If I have any complaints about the issue, uh, honestly, it would just be it's not, it's not that Superman's driving a car. It's just that the the start of the issue it does just randomly get into it really quickly. It's just yeah. you're driving a car. Yeah. Oh, multiverse things happening. You know, there's no yeah. scene with him and Lois or something, or just you know some just. Easy, you know, end kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it just makes starts. sense. But that, that, Seems like this would fit more into action comics versus yeah, Superman. Exactly, yeah. yeah, a family book. Super or action's been more focused on certain characters. But that said, I'm happy with all of them right now, so I don't care where I'm getting it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a minor complaint, but it's just there's something that kind of stuck out to me as, as a start. Plus, I'm never gonna say no to Ivan Race. On, oh no, on of art. Not. Even though he did the layout and Joe Prado did the finishes, it's still Iron Race is one of my favorite artists. I'm working with John's, so yeah. it gives it that feeling. Cool. All right, that'll take us on to Justice League issue twelve. Written, what a pleasant surprise this was because I'd forgotten this, but when I looked at the cover and it said uh, yep. Tim Seeley, I was like, oh, oh, I might like this more than usual. Uh, art is by Christian Deuce, so. Uh, yeah, this was uh, essentially Maxwell Lord Rebirth, this tie-in issue for the event. Yep. Pretty and much. It was Maxwell Lord being interrogated by Amanda Waller, and there's like flashbacks to why he's being interrogated and their sort mm-hmm. of history that builds up through the issue. And it ends with kind of a... Waller getting pissed because Maxwell Lord's like mind control or mind reading... It persuaded her. It works yeah. on her for a little bit, and she realises oh. it, and she is not happy. Yeah. Nope. So, I think my, my favorite thing about this issue isn't actually in the issue. It's what it does for the overall story of, of mm-hmm. the event. Because obviously we got in, in the event book, we got the reveal that it was actually Waller versus Lord. That's what the story yeah. really is. Mm. And this kind of sets up, the, the it makes it personal and shows it, us why. It drives it home. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. that's, that's, that, that's oddly falls into the same category for me as the Atom Rebirth issue where I didn't necessarily love it. It's not like towards the top of my list of books this week but it, it did what it needed to do and it added to the, the story and it was solid so 
I saw some complaints about like, well, why should I care about Max Lord suddenly? And I feel this issue and Justice League versus Suicide Squad showed why you should care about Max Lord. Because a good story can make a villain and make him a threat within the confines. You know, you don't need to seed it so far, you know, to make it matter in the moment. He shows up, he's a bad guy, and now we get, you know, his background. But between this and then Superman's reaction, that should be enough to make you care. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why And I like Max Lord as a villain. I thought when they killed him off at the end of Sacrifice with Wonder Woman... You know, I thought it was, oh, man, such a waste of villain. And they brought him back in Brightest Day. And now we get him back for reals. Although, I hope he makes it through. I hope Waller yeah, doesn't he's throw kind a of bomb a scary in his dude. Yeah. And he's he's a great threat. You know, he's he's kind of a threat in the way that Lex Luthor's not. Where, and I'm not just saying this because on Supergirl on the TV show, Max Lord's their fill-in for Lex. Well, it yeah. wasn't season one. No, Lena's the fill-in yeah. for Lex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we forgot um, Max exists. Yeah. yeah, but he, he does things behind the scenes and he doesn't want the glory. He just wants things to go his way where Lex wants you to know this is what he's done and why he's smarter than you. So I feel like DC needs this threat and Waller, you know, almost these guys that aren't straight out villains. They're again, they're the shades of gray that I was talking about on Justice League Suicide Squad. And they're much more dangerous than the out and out villains. Yeah, he you get you get a lot with him here. You get some flashbacks to his like childhood and stuff, and the way his mother like tells him to never compromise and never go soft and care about anyone. Stop being a baby. It, yeah, sums up. That's basically what it yeah. boils down to. Yeah, uh, and also like I like that that little the dialogue there with the moms. Like I don't have time for your nosebleeds and hearing voices. Like you're gonna go to school, you're gonna knock it off. And yeah. I'm just like, man, had he had she not done that and cared a little more. He could have been like the world's greatest hero, but instead we get the sliding door of. Well, it, oh no, he. It it comes back to that thing, doesn't it? Is Superman's who he is because of his parents, and exactly you, you have Maxwell Lord, who if he had a nicer mother who actually you know raised him and cared, cared and yeah. taught him right from wrong, maybe he'd be a nice person and he would be a hero. Yep. But alas, right. here we are. But He's causing trouble again. If Seely's gonna write Justice League more, like I don't want it interfering with his Nightwing work. Clearly, yeah, but. If he jumped to Justice League and we got these style of stories, I would pick it back up. So, oh, yeah. I like if, if anyone wouldn't, I'd call them an idiot. Yeah, I don't think there's any like doubt if like Sealy was on Justice League, we'd all much prefer Justice League. But I wouldn't trade it for Nightwing, though. No, no, no. Me I wouldn't either. trade it. I just think Sealy's got it in him to do both, and he can dethrone Hitch and give us something good. Two double shipping yeah. books. You think he's got it in him for four a month? Well, no, you can drop drop Justice League to single Single. ship. Yeah. Move Justice Hmm. League of America to double, and there you go. Well, even even without moving that to double, that means you've still got Justice League and then a a JLA. Well, JLA is double anyway, so I don't know what we're talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, even if they were both single, you'd still have two issues of Justice League. If they want to keep a team book double, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I always feel like the new book is the one that could go to single ship quicker than the already established one, because they already have the rhythm going. Yeah, so. but in this case, you'd rather that the, this drops. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it, it, it makes me sort of realise why some of the writers who could be doing like a third issue a month, so they could be doing like a double and a single, aren't, is because they're keeping them like around for things like this where they've got a tie-in issue for an event or they've got an event themselves yeah. where they can have them do that instead. Yeah, yeah they're well, like... that's where... Go ahead, Connor. I was just saying that they pull in the talent for the important ones. It, it really shows you that this isn't a flagship book because yeah. Hitch would have been writing it if it was. It's mm-hmm. not. It's yeah. like... Hitch, you yeah. tell your stuff, whatever, but when we need it, we're having it. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's like what they did with King during the Dark Side War when he wrote like the best issue of Green Lantern in a good long while. So yeah. that it made it like feel more important. None of the other issues, like tie-ins to Dark Side War, were that good compared to that one. So okay, cool. Uh, that will take us on to Nightwing issue 12, Tim Seeley, speak of the devil, and yep. Marcus Toe on art. Um, this is, of course, continuing the Bloodhaven arc, and we have Nightwing fighting Orca, which, by the way, I love Orca's entrance, because they're, they're all, Nightwing and the, the group of like runaways are all in the yep. in the, bu- in the, the building. The runoffs. The runoffs. And yep. you hear the, the, the rumble, and it's kind of like that whole like, T-Rex coming in Jurassic Park. That big yep. boom. Yeah. Just the sound effect, like and, footsteps. Yep. And we know who it is. Really? Oh, this is Orca. This is the, yeah, the heavy. saw the cover. The muscle coming and, in. And, and the last issues. And the last yeah. issue, yeah. So that, that was exciting. And then all the action stuff with Orca I thought was really well done, really well yeah. drawn. thought the art was on point. Uh, Orca is a character that in lesser artist hands could look really stupid. But I think that Toe made, it, made her look great. And do you know what I think is even more impressive as well as that? makes the you know like the, the gang members that have the, the orca masks yeah like they still look really great as well yeah what are they called the whalers yeah i think yeah. Yeah. the gang name that's pretty cool yeah. and also i like the misdirect of orca just being a pawn she's not the the keystone figure there's more to it and yeah, i like that's red devil looking dude at the end and the more false face they yeah. said something about the false face and that's black mask roll that used to be Black Mask Gang, or the False Face Society. So, I don't think it's going to tie into Black Mask, but the fact that they're using, again, it's like Bloodhaven and all of these other things that used to mean something, meaning something again. Yeah. So, I don't know who this Red Mask dude is, but it seems cool mm-hmm. enough. Uh, obviously, Nightwing is kind of accepted by a lot of these runoffs now, and they, they say yep. he's one of them, and they realise that he's kind of like breaking away to be his own thing as well. Yeah. And yeah, we get we get to know a few of them a little bit more. Um, I can't remember all the names quite yet. Yeah, one's called Mouse. There's the the, yeah. the, the, the cowboy looking one. <laughs> I like I like how one of them has a chipmunk that does its bidding. Like <laughs> sends the chipmunk, cool. yeah, with the the headphones to take down Orca. So also, I didn't mm. know Orca's origin until now. That she was a marine, uh, like biologist that spliced her genes with an Orca smartly, because you know comics. But yeah. to be fair, if you're gonna splice yourself with some sort of animal to give yourself some cool, you know, strength and stuff, yeah, orca's not a bad choice. Of course, I just didn't know that was the actual origin. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, Matt um, would obviously was... go with a bear, but I mean that's just Matt. Well, duh. How do you know I haven't? <laughs> now you mention it. Now you mention it. Uh... I like to sleep and I like to eat. What is there more to being a bear? But no, so I, I thought I thought it advanced everything. Uh, uh, Nightwing has a couple of interesting conversations. He has one with the the tourist woman who's, who's put him on billboards. Which, 
that was a great line too, where she speaks fast, and then you turn the page. She's like, and I hang out with the Flash. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, and uh, this woman speaks fast, and I'm used to hanging around with Barry. This is. Oh, uh, oh that's a good line. Uh, also, his conversation with Mister Nice uh, is his name. The the, the guy yeah. who's kind of running the runoffs, and I'm still convinced he's the villain. Yeah. His name I mean, is Mister Nice. It seems <laughs> yeah. the obvious one, doesn't it? It does. So we saw that about Orca or Orca too. So I like that there's many layers to this, and. What what got them to trust him is that he really does care about Gorilla Grimm and Defacer and and believes in them wanting to change their lives. And I like that because that's Nightwing believing in hope. And they're, they're doing the best they can with Mr. Nice to make us think that he may actually be a good guy because he gives us his backstory and why he's doing this and why he's helping them and whatever. But I'm like, nah, this still feels like just perfect for a swerve. Oh, he, yeah. He's so... They're with him, right? When Orca attacks. And then... He's not there anymore, right? I read this last night and I was very I don't tired. remember him being there at all okay. for that scene, but I could be wrong. Because, yeah. But, you check. know, yeah, yeah, if you're doing the accounting for it, then hmm. uh, I think I think it says a lot about this series that I think this is one of the just, it's it's an average issue. Of Nightwing at this point, I don't think it's a great issue. I, I would agree. I'd say that the last one was probably more of a perfect, well-rounded issue, and that it gave me an exciting cliffhanger with you know revealing Orca. It gave me Nightwing forming his relationships. It gave me a lot of different things going into it. Give me a cool flashback. This one was really solid. But yeah, it was, no, 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 it was still a good issue, and mm. I think that speaks to the quality of the series overall. That this is one of the just more just level mediocre issues in comparison I would use the, well I think mediocre's good. got a negative I'd say typical this is a typical issue of Nightwing yeah, right. yeah. yeah me- mediocre's not a word but talk about Justice League we'll bring up mediocre I mean I don't mean <laughs> mediocre in terms of everything I mean toward, in comparison to its own series I think this one is just there it just sits there as mediocre it doesn't do anything special it's not anything bad it's just the next issue I yeah, still, so it's a comic, and that's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would still avoid using that word. I feel like that's unfair, but let yourself out. Yeah. Did you did you fact check? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I got caught up in the conversation. Oh my god, you're the worst. That deserves a button. Uh oh. <laughs> well, now I'm, I'm turning this one-handed. Why well, didn't you fact check? Damn it! Because you said you were. I was going to, and then you said I'll look up. I was like, all right. He's doing that. I can talk to him out and cover the, the air. <laughs> well, yeah, but then then I wanted to talk. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm going to fact check because I already I mean, have it loaded. No, we can't all fact check. The whole show is volunteer shambles. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's kind I'm, of my fault. I'm just going to sit yeah. here on my own and just talk for five minutes while you two think oh, things. dream, isn't it? Well, if you hadn't given such riveting conversation, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Either way, I'm just flicking through. I don't see him. There's a lot of backhanded okay. compliments I'm getting this episode. You are. I know. If the conversation from you wasn't so riveting... Yeah. This is what it feels well, like I to mean, have a Scottish person outsmart you constantly. I think it was more Matt's side of the conversation that was written, I'll be honest. But, you know. That's <laughs> uh, the button again. I'll, Anyways, next I'll issue. See. That'll take us out to Green Arrow, issue 14, Benjamin Percy writing and on art, because I got it wrong, because Comixology told me the wrong name. Connor, who's on art? Uh, we have Eleonora Carlini, Carlos Rodriguez, and Gus Vasquez. Yeah, so Comixology, you suck for not telling them the right name. Yeah, they got that way off. Yeah, yeah, there was a good, there was a good five-minute discussion there about this name may possibly being wrong, but it's their fault. 
I'll maintain yeah. that. But anyway, I really like this issue of Green Arrow. This picked up from the last one, where, of course, Oliver was at the football stadium, and the the, the, the assassin, the, 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 the Arrow killer, that everyone thinks is Green Arrow, yep. killed a football player. Ollie fell into the field trying to intervene, and... Well, I mean, you get an angry mob of fans who are like to kill him yep. now, basically. And meanwhile, Black Canary's uh, dressed up as a cop. She's Undercover. infiltrated, un- infiltrated the yep. police station, and she's looking at evidence and whatnot. And she's there, and she hears over, you know, the other police are all like, scrambling. We need to go to the, the football stadium. This is Green Arrow's assassinated someone, and she goes with one of the other cops. There's some fun banter well, with she her. She goes with the chief. She goes yeah, with the yeah. chief. Yeah, they have some fun banter on the car, especially when she basically drops who she is. At the, at the end, when, when they're on the roof, and she's like, Yeah, and he's like, Black Canary now. And he's like, Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. She'd, she'd give her the name Officer Canary. Canary. Canary, yeah. 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 Uh, also, I thought her stuff was hair... my favourite of the issue. Her yeah. stuff was the fun. Her stuff was the like the, the really fun, pulpy stuff that was making it like really move and feel energetic. The Ollie stuff looked great. Uh, all the action kind of stuff was there. And he's chasing this other this uh, killer. I mean, they get up to the roof, and I, I like how the whole issue is kind of this one big event, though. Of like, it just falls on from the last issue, and it's all. Yeah. I wouldn't say real yeah. time. It's, you can't really have real time in a comic, no, but you know but what I mean. But it's it's the chase through the stadium as he's trying yeah. to apprehend the Stark Archer. Yeah, he's chasing him through the stadium. And like Canary's, well, Canary's yeah. in the car chasing in the poli- you know with the police to get there. They'll, everything's yeah. momentum. Everything's moving. You're right. That's kind of thing. What got me is. The Dark Archer plucks an arrow from the air and uses it to stab somebody. Yeah, that was badass. Like, like that's the most... like Percy's written a lot of cool stuff. That was probably the coolest that was in really a good cool. long while. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, that's another one they'll blame on you. Like, that <laughs> yeah. feels yeah. really evil. Yeah, that, that was yeah. pretty good. Uh, so obviously as this is all going on though, so, some of them are noticing there's another one and they, re- they realise they don't assume that Oliver's innocent anymore but they do notice there's another archer. Yeah and they're chasing yep. them off and they ends up in the roof police are up there with Canary Canary helps and we we get a reveal of who this archer is who the who the killer's been this whole time and he used to be Razagil you know yeah well, not in this continuity no 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 it's never happened in the comics to my knowledge but I'm making an yeah, adult yeah, joke yeah. because he was in the show and, but, uh, Ma- Malcolm Merlin is uh, the killer yeah and so yeah. what's cool is that they, they took Merlin the Magnificent and his ties to the League of Assassins and all of that fun stuff. And then they took the stuff from the show that worked, you know, that he's Tommy's dad and he has a history with Ollie. And Percy made it work cohesively, unlike trying to force it into show continuity like they have before. Well, I, I feel like Percy's done a lot better job with it. I mean, like Diggle's been around and that's mm-hmm. kind of fit fine. Yeah, D- Diggle's, yeah, Diggle's felt fine in this run for the most part. Yeah. We had a couple of issues maybe... In the first arc, the where, it was, where, where, it was well. cu- where it was cutting to him in another country doing something else, and it yeah. felt kind of disconnected. But yeah. since since they've been together, he's felt fine. And what's cool too is this whole time, always thinking it's Tommy. So when he finally catches the Dark Archer, in turns is like, "Nope, not my fool of a son." And yeah. you're like, "Oh, it's Malcolm," but it doesn't look like uh, John the, the TV version. Yeah, yeah. which. Would have been cool if not, but it looks like traditional Merlin the Magnificent. Which I, I still, cool. I still couldn't help though when I read 
I'm Malcolm Merlin, like, and I used to be Razagul. You know, I, I just I hear it in my head now. When, whenever... I, I am hearing John Barman's so, voice in general. So, so is Barman still on Arrow? Because I stopped yes. watching. He pop, well, he's on Legends more so now, but it he pops up. He's now. he's got a contract that lets him on all of the shows, basically. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he needs needs to be. He's, he's on the Legion of Doom on Legends of Tomorrow. Gotcha. I get caught up on that. With, that's actually uh, been pretty good. Anyways. Yeah, season yeah. two. That's been pretty good. Uh, season one rough, but season two, pretty yeah. fun. But yeah, so they. So he gets away, and like the cops kind of realize now with the captain there, that maybe Ollie's not uh, at fault for all well, of well, these. The, the big, he still kind of well, is. Well, the big thing well, is I mean, though is that Ollie like sacrifices himself. He like jumps in front yeah. of Arrow to save the police chief. Oh, that's right. That's pretty major. I space on that. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that, that's how they basically deduct. Okay, right, fine. He is. He's not been he's the killer. Up and up. Yeah, I he's, mean he... that's all cool and all, but Malcolm does escape by going onto a blimp. Yeah. So he he wins the issue. It, yeah. Well, yeah, sure, but we're not at the end of the story yet. This is just this is no, no, no I'm just I'm just. Saying. But the fact that the that um, I never remember his name, the the Ali's nemesis that took over the company. Oh, I can't remember. <sighs> uh, Broderick. Yeah, Broderick. So that Broderick has reached out to the League of Assassins, or yeah, because League of Shadows is the above them. Yeah, so, coming in detective. Yeah, yeah. Is, that's pretty major. So and yeah. it's tying them together. I will I will say the art still looked really good in this one. It wasn't as good as like you know when we have Schmidt or Faria on it, but I it still look good. I it looked good, and I think again they did a good job of kind of emulating as as best they could Schmidt's style. It felt like they were still trying. to have the same and similar kind of lines. To be fair, until I was looking at it now, I didn't realise there was three different people on art. Yeah, I didn't realise that either. either. So that's it feels good. Co- sometimes you have two and it feels jarring when it changes, yeah. but I, I don't know where the changes are because they haven't listed pages for each people, like yeah. sometimes they do. Which makes me think it, was, it wasn't it was so much pages per page, it was more... Team like, effort of things. The, yeah. yeah, like one would do like layouts and then someone else would come in and fill yeah. in parts. Yeah, because obviously you got Hi-Fi listed for... Colors, colors, but there's no penciler and Inker. ink and stuff listed. Yeah. It's just art for the three of them. Yeah, but like, like I say, they did a good job of emulating Schmidt's style, so it didn't feel like a big difference from last. You can tell. I mean, it looks Schmidt's looks a bit better. Don't get me wrong, but it's not this miles away difference where you're going, oh, this is jarring. I can't. Mm. So no, not at all. Also, you know, I just realized that Percy's writing Teen Titans, and we got stuff going on with the league there. And now he's writing Green Arrow mm. and there's stuff going on with the League. Maybe there. Emmy might uh, jump ship into the Titans <sighs> at some point. Which all I've been wanting is her and Damien. Yes. Together. So Imagine when, what, when what Merlin shows up. Uh-huh. We've established that Percy loves werewolves yep. and, and the League. Yes. <laughs> now League we just werewolves? need that crossover. Are you thinking, yeah. are you thinking yeah. League of Werewolves? I am. Oh. <sighs> The dude from from uh, what was his name? Laron from Supergirl, the Kryptonian werewolf gets out. <laughs> you can be the leader. We can have werewolf. You know the one Batman punched out in Batman. That too. That too. I forgot about him. <laughs> all right, because we all remember how many pops up in League of Werewolves. Yeah. Hey, it's but, League of Werewolves. You gotta have one called Werewolf. Yeah. I just I want Damien, like talking would, down to that. Merlin. That would be like having the League of Assassins and having one character on the team called Assassin. I bet one DC's of them is called before. Assassin in, in a yeah. different language. Uh-huh. There was that whole spider guild that was a part of the Assassin during Red Robin years ago. 
that that had members like that. So I don't put it past them. Continue. But what I want to say was, I just want Damien talking down to Merlin for being beat by Green Arrow. You know, like, that's <laughs> yes. all I want to see. He's like, he's a fool. He's been trapped on an island. If that was me, I would have finished it, and I'm a kid. Like I almost kind of uh, want Damien to do a world tour where he like, spends an arc uh, in each of the different solo books with different characters. Like he comes to Star City, yeah. hangs out with Green Arrow and Emmy for an arc. It's it's you know how Batman and Robin when he died they did the the Batman and and you had the guest stars yep. come in. I want a Damien and, yeah. and him going around and doing that. Yeah, yeah. but better yeah. than that because that, that's where Batman and Robin lost me in that that run. Well, yeah, yeah I've, kind of I've, spun it I've gone back to read them and it's actually pretty good. It gets a lot better. It gets better after again. Is it okay? Yeah. That bit is a bit slow. I don't think I yeah, ever went back. Batman and Frankenstein and Batman and, you know, there's some fun stuff worked in there. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just, a, it's probably the weakest part of the run. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's a uh, Green Arrow. Uh, good fun. With Tangier, didn't do a lot of weird things there, but yeah, Green Arrow was good. Solid that's action Percy would, Percy would want that. He loves werewolves in the League of Assassins, <laughs> so. He, he, he would approve of this talk. Yes. Alright, that'll take us on to Green Lanterns, issue 14, Sam Humphrey's writing, and hopefully I got the artist right on this one, uh, Eduard, Eduardo Pansica and Ronin Cliquet uh, on the art. Yeah. And this is the end of this arc, the Phantom Lantern. It'll be the end of the second yep. trade, I believe. I've been paying attention to the trades this past week. I was sort of looking at them and seeing what they yeah. included for curiosity, seeing how they split things up. Slightly shorter than this one, just five issues. Actually, no, the second trade's longer, because it's seven issues. It includes yeah. the two Halloween issues. Oh, of course, I forgot about those. Which are preludes to the Phantom yeah. Lantern, basically. And they, 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 yeah, they definitely fit more with this art than they do with the previous art. It does. I just thought that this one said part five, and I looked at it, so I was like, okay, it's yeah. five issues, but I forgot about that. Yeah, the you need to think outside the box a little bit with these, because they, they have a lot of like ones and twos in between arcs. But anyway, uh, so yeah, this, this wrapped things up, and it was a pretty good conclusion. Uh, obviously, I think the highlight of the issue is Jessica putting on the Phantom Ring, and it cycles through all oh. of the emotions... And then we get that great like splash page of her saying, I'm a Green Lantern. This is the one that it picked for her. It doesn't matter yeah. what she thought, this is what nope. she is. And she I love finally... that you just have the, the Green Lan- Lantern symbol just all over the background of the page. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she well, and, makes constructs. And she makes... Yeah. yeah. Like, and they're not anything of note, but she's controlling them. It's basically it's a lot of... It's almost like confetti. Yeah, it's a lot of snakes. Because oh, a little lines, wavy lines. A lot yeah. Of... Yeah, but then yeah. afterwards it looks like a, a web when it when it's yeah. got him like tied up against the the memorial. And yeah, Simon. So she's learning. <laughs> Simon calls her Jaybird. He's like, "Hey, Jaybird," yeah. when he's impressed. Which he's just so awkward. I take that as Simon. Like, mm. I'm gonna try to give her a nickname. Yeah. But I love when she's so. Happy I, I like too when it's. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say when she cycles through all the different ones and her eye thing changes. You know, to each mm. of the different colors, mm. and I thought that was real cool. But all the payoff when you turn that page, and she yeah. is a Green Lantern, and I, now she knows. So her doubt. Yeah, that that is absolutely the standout moment I think uh, of the issue. It's a big, big emotional climax because it's been we've been building to it since the start of the run, not even just the start of this arc. Her finally sort yeah. of gaining the confidence and realizing, accepting that she should be a Green Lantern. I mean, I'd say it goes further. Some of this was happening in Justice League as well, towards the end there, where it was she didn't think. She deserved it then. Oh, true. But that was kind of... She just got the ring at the end of Justice League. So, like... It's always been part of a character, but I just specifically mean that 
since this series started, it's been very specifically she does not think she deserves this. She doesn't think she's up to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and like you can see it on her face when it does settle on green, she's so shocked. And happy and relieved. But, and, yeah. you know, but she, yeah. She's happy after, but then there's that moment like on that splash page, she's just shocked. And then she yeah. goes happy. And it, yeah, it's great. It's a great big moment. Well, it also plays off of her ties to Volthoom because when Rami does show up, you know, and he says about that and so there's some ties there too. Well, Simon, you, you say Rami. Well, let's wait. Let's not give that away yet. All right. Because Simon grabs the ring too, and is curious to to he what kinda, it means. So I like that. Yeah, I like that he decides not to like mm-hmm. at the time as well. I mean, it's partially that it gets interrupted. Like if 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 she yeah. hadn't said something, would he have put it on? But then he right. does decide not to anyway. Well, I think that's right. what works so right. well with Jessica deciding to put it on, is that she yep. takes the leap. She takes the, that jump. She needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's terrified of what one it might tell her she is, what one it will pick. But she does it anyway. She takes that leap. And that's something that even Simon doesn't hesitate to do. Right. And she has the willpower to take the ring off. Yeah. You know? Whereas and Simon's more, he wants, could this make him stronger? Right. Whereas for her, it's more self-validation. Right. And also, Lominsky and his craziness. Got it. I hope he gets out again. Turning cause... to the Indigo tribe uh, for a good yeah. chunk of this issue. Yeah. Which is the first time he was like one of the more mellow lanterns. And uh, still doesn't learn. You can put all the compassion into him. Well, yeah, because he, he still... Because as the yeah. Indigo Lantern, he realizes, oh, I should take this ring off. Yeah. But then as soon as he takes yeah. it off and the sort of the, the spell of the Indigo tribe wears yeah. off, he's like, wait, what have I done? Give my ring back. So so now they literally have a Smeagol slash Gollum character in Green Lantern Mythos. Is he <laughs> I'm just surprised wants to it's taken this long, really, when you, yeah. when you say it like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in... yeah precious. Yeah, and he <laughs> wants it as he's tied up against the monument. And he's just freaking out. You know, yeah. he wants his ring back. But I kind of uh, love that once he's tied up, that you don't see from him again for the rest of the issue. They just ignore him. Like, eh, yeah, it's just whatever. Yeah. Because he's so, Lominsky. That's what he does. That's his entire arc is he's always been neglected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Vath and Isomot show up, which it was good to see him, but they're kind of jerks, man. They like, are. They basically come down and go, what, this is an issue? You, like, Hal's busy. We're all busy saving the universe. You little punks can stay here on Earth and deal with your own problems. It, it was almost like in a cop movie where the FBI show up and it was like, you need to get control of your uh, stuff. This is not FBI business. But then, and then they take but off. Then the president shows up and goes, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. So that never happened. So, well, I suppose it kind of did because I suppose Rami, but... Rami, of course, the twist here at the end of the issue, and I knew the twist was coming as soon as, it's that as soon as it got away from him, it was like okay, it was that uh, the the panel at the bottom of the page where you see his eyes, and you can just sort of tell he's up to something. That's not really him. When he showed up, and I was like, well, he was in a battle of life and death last time we saw him, which obviously sets up the idea. Payoff. Because you know? he just sort of casually says, yes, I defeated Voltham and he's in this orb thing yeah. now. Uh, but it turns out, no, it's actually the other way around. Voltham has turned yeah. into what looks like Rami, and Rami's trapped in the orb. And so Voltham as Rami is going to, quote-unquote, train the Lanterns. It should be fun. Yeah. It should be. That should be the next big Which, arc. Because yeah. Voltham in and of himself isn't a bad guy. He's a tragic character. So I'm wondering if this is going to be almost a validation you know, where 
if, it's it's if like I he wants to prove training... that he's better than the exactly. Guardians. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And oh. even if he somewhat succeeds, they're still going to eventually find out what he's done and that he's got Rami yeah. trapped and that yeah, that'll of course. cause he's conflict. So no. I yeah. thought that was a, a fine uh, solid conclusion to the uh to the arc. Yeah. Okay. I think my favourite issues are still probably the baking cookies and Halloween ones. Like I, yeah, but, I agree, I really like those. But in the actual like the main arc, this might have been my favorite because I really yeah. love that moment at the end with Jessica. I thought oh, yeah. that was so well deserved that it kind of Jessica moment, works with like the entire arc. Yeah, yeah Jessica's moment. The, the, the only other one that I maybe like more in the main arc is the Leminski issue, but it was just following his life. Yeah, that was a good one too. Because that was really well put together. But it's Man. it's become Green Lanterns that I want to read. Yeah, I was just there. Think about how we were for the first arc, and you can go back yeah. and listen to that. And Jesus, this well, has gone so far. He's working the kinks out. I think Humphreys is comfortable now. He got he has the characters. Oh yeah, we, we we got rid of the Red Lanterns, and it got better. Yeah. So well, I'm when... still wanting to see how Jessica's going to deal with like Larfleys. You know, if he ever shows up. You you still so... know those Red Lanterns are coming back though, because they never resolved oh, yeah. that. That that, 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 that. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that by the time they do. This will have found its groove so much that we'll yeah. roll with it and it'll be fine. I just think it was a bad choice to start with it. Yeah. I almost um, see, but if you started with this instead, you don't get that great moment of Jessica. Yeah, this pays off know. better because it's, it's like it needed something else at yeah. the start, yeah. but this yeah. still needed to be where it was. Yeah, going through yeah. another arc first makes the payoff with Jessica at the end of this one a lot better because it doesn't feel like it's just yeah. been, you know, like I say, it's not just the start of this arc. The start of this entire series has been hard with us, yeah. these feelings, so. It pays off a lot yep. better. She's she's slowly climbing my ranks of lanterns. She's pretty close to Gardner as it stands now, as yeah. a character. She may be my second favorite. Yeah, if not third, certainly. She's yeah. she's certainly climbing up. Yeah, I love. So I I went back and read New Frontier, uh, and I realized I like Hal more set in that era, where he's the pilot, and you know mm. I feel he's kind of like lost now when Johns isn't writing him. Because he is such a relic of a certain time. I feel like with, and, with him trying to be the like leadership role and stuff yeah. doesn't really work as well for him. He works, yeah. He works as the guy that's going up against authority, not as the authority. Yeah. So you know, it's good that we have these two lanterns, which are completely different than Hal in every single way. And that's I think why I like Jessica so much is that she's earning basically her wings as she goes in. I hope they don't pick up on those threads that Johns did. She's gonna have the stark turn because I'm gonna. Be I mean, if they do, I think it'll be a. It won't be as obvious as that. In this case, maybe it'll be Volthum. Hey, stop making noise, man. I, I seen that look as you noticed what you did. It was well. My hand hit my my mouse pad by accident. It flipped <laughs> a little. I have a. I have a hard plastic mouse pad. So. Oh, yeah, it would be more like like her him leading her down a, a path, and she thinks she's doing the right thing, following yeah. the guardian. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this dark path will be because Volthum is the one driving her, and then yeah, well, you know, it'll, it'll be a swerve, and it won't be exactly what we thought it was. So that'll be cool. But yeah, uh, I'll take us on to Death of Hawkman issue four, uh, written by Mark Andreco and Aaron Lopresti on art. Obviously, this is four of six, uh, yeah. which I think we've all been enjoying for the most part. Yeah, this one really sped up the story, I think. Hmm, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still. Just, I, I think the banter between the two characters is good. Yeah. They they go to the Sparrow's home planet. Yeah. And yeah. they do a bit of investigating, see, see what he's doing, and uh, we find out what the Sparrow's actual kind of game plan is. He 
essentially steals all the nth metal out of the the moon and turns into this uber version of the sparrow with this nth metal mech suit at the end because we all know that there's a psychic link between the thanagarians and the nth metal and all the sparrow's powers go around you know mental stuff Hmm. and psychic so the the added threat of him having this suit of armor now that was a nice twist because the whole issue leads you to believe that he's building this gigantic um, Z-Ray yeah. Yeah, to, for an army, and it's not. It's for all the nth metal. Yeah, he, he, transports, was, yeah, he transports all the nth cool. metal from the inside the moon to him, yeah. his body, essentially. I love that you just and see then, the moon explode. Oh. And again, this is where Andrejko nails it because you get that side of Hawkman that we never see. When he does like the the last rites on on the people, and Strange is like, I never paid you for religious. He goes, Yeah, there's a lot you don't know about me. And then as the moon's raining down on Thanagar City, and he's just like, Oh, my people. You know, I like that you're getting that other side of Hawkman. Because if you remember, we we always start each of these issues with present day. Like all this is actually back yeah. like the backstory to the present yeah. day stuff at the start, and yeah. this actually ties in nicely to why he's so determined in these like present day things, why yep. they're so determined to get to where they're going to yep. stop this. And it's like, this, this issue does that, because it ends with him saying, I'm going to... Well, I don't, I don't yeah, know what the line was, it was I'm like, break that him. bastard's neck or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's the Not whole thing's him. been a revenge story for him. Yeah. yeah. And too, it leads him down that path, so this is it. If this is the death of Hawkman, then it's going to be a well-earned death, because he's going to avenge Stanagar and Rand, like, I can see him at the end being the hero of Ran and Thanagar, and it's his death that brings them together because of yeah. what he sacrificed. So, yeah. and also, the don't go in there moment, and Strange does hmm. to all the, the bodies on Kalidor. Yeah. Yeah, that was another, like, but yeah, this has turned into be one of my favorite miniseries of the last couple of years, um, just because of the way Andreco's writing it, and it feels all on its own, you know? Yeah, it, it feels on its own, but at the same time, you get that it fits into the larger universe yeah. as well. Yeah, there's nothing about yeah. this that says it's not in continuity or anything like that. Well, no. If anything, you'd argue that it is, given that they talk about uh, the, the JLA team. and Yeah, yeah, yeah they mentioned but the backstory. See, we got that early on where Strange is trying to get there, and he goes to Cyborg and all the different. Yeah, so I mean, there was that got time, even, but... as, even as recently as issue three, I believe that starts, you know, where, where he's in the bedroom. And he said, and they talk about how oh, how much you must have gone through all the teammates first before he before he bothered with him. Yeah, mm. that's yeah, so good. Definitely uh, enjoying it, and the, the art's fine. And yeah, I don't think I'm ready for the next two issues though, because they're gonna build Hawkman, which I didn't really like. I like Hawkman, but he's not like a character I care about. But you're building him up to have this glorious death. It's gonna be, it's gonna hit. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Um... And also, just the, the whole mech suit at the end. I say mech suit, it's more of a suit of armor. The yeah. That's just so comic booky that yeah. it's hard not to appreciate it. it. Yeah. God, and I hope he does kill Despero because I hate how powerful Despero is. You know, yet he gets taken out by two people, usually. You know? Mm. So I like that they build him as a proper threat. Mm. So. All right, that'll take us on to our last book of the week, which is also another mini, but it's a new one. We're going to talk about The Fall and Rise of Captain Atom, issue one, which is written by Carrie Bates and Greg Wiseman and art by Will Conrad. So that's... This is Captain Atom, and the premise of this is that he is... Like, fellow scientists in the government are trying to, like, contain his power and, like, test him, 
and he has some kind of event where he can't control his, his power and he has like a sort of a meltdown type situation. He's unstable. He's unstable. Yeah, I think it's just like he, he's sick essentially. Like, mm. And instead of sneezing, he explodes that's in that's bursts of radiation. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get a plot here where it, this is important. It's set like in, I think it's December 2012. Yeah. Yes. And so, so, it's, set, so it's set during the New 52 because at one point the Justice League from New 52 show up including yeah. New 52 Superman, which is really weird. Uh, which, I don't get me I'm sure there's a reason for that. I'm sure there's a reason why, maybe there's going to be a time jump later, and it'll come to present yeah. day. Whoa. And that's why. Like that's likely. Here's yeah. the thing with Captain Adam. Every time I've read a story with him, everyone thinks that he explodes and dies, but he just went somewhere else. Yeah. And I have the feeling that that's the thing, is he's going to go to a different time, or a different universe in the multiverse. and Well, this is what happens at the end of the issue, is that he explodes, they think he's dead or whatever, and we see him wake up somewhere in an old city. In like a decimated city. Yeah. Or well, a decimated area where he is, at least. The cities around him seems all right. Aye. So, that's fine. Honestly, I did not like this issue all that much. I was kind of struggling to stay awake as I was reading so, it. So, here's, here's what I just figured out, is I didn't finish this one. But I knew how it ended, based off of not finishing it. Well, yeah, but this is what I think is interesting, because I, I quite enjoyed this. And yeah. while Matt's right, that is always the story. That's yeah. the start of this story. It's not the end. It's, it's yeah, but what that's, every Captain, that's every Captain Adam story. Sure, but I want to know what happens next, because it's, it's also he hasn't just teleported somewhere else as Captain Adam. He's a normal person. Now. When he wakes up at the end, yeah, he's an old, yeah. he looks like a normal person. That is a good point. Back to being Captain Nathaniel Adam, A-D-A-M, because you've got to love comics. But, here's the two main issues I have with this book. One is I have a hard time caring about Captain Adam, just in general, I think. There's not a lot about him that I think is that interesting. Well, he's, here's the whole thing. He's, he's Doc Manhattan. Like, when Alan Moore wrote up Watchmen, it was based off of the Charlton comics yeah. characters. Yeah. So, like, you know, Blue Beetle, all this. He's, he's he super is dry. Manhattan. The, the book feels yeah. super dry to me, and it, it just like I had, I had that problem. And then the other big issue I had with this issue specifically is that they do this thing where it starts in present day, and they mention, "Oh, I had an incident today," and they mention, "Oh, some of the Justice Leaguers had to show up or whatever," and then it cuts back and we we see this story, and it felt really weird to me. I didn't just play it in in the right order because when the Justice League show because they play this moment as if oh there's two things there's two beings approaching you on radar they're coming in fast yeah. I'm like well yeah you already told me the Justice League showed up so tell yeah, you yeah. I, I agree no that surprise. was a bit weird also I'm just looking at the ending it it does actually tell us where he is okay. and there's a newspaper in the bottom corner I think it's not actually that it's decimated I think it's more like it's a, a scrapyard hmm? that he's in and we what see it's the, the Kansas City Star but interestingly it's dated 1994 all oh, right. Okay. All right. So rather, than, so he's gone into the past. Hit the red hood button, Pete. <laughs> For what? I'm giving you info. Uh, if you wish. Because now you made me. Now you made me want to finish it. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, because uh. that is that is zero hour time. That's 1994, mm. and zero hours where all the timey wimey stuff started with DC. Yeah. And that's so, that's what caused the that's what caused the Legion to get out of sync with the rest of everybody and the whole Legion lost and all of that was zero hour. And also uh the whole Armageddon two thousand one story where Monarch was supposed to be revealed to be Captain Adam, but they got cold feet at the end and made it a hawk. 
so, so I'm wondering, wondering if this, now if this is changing that a bit. Yeah, if this is going back to traditional, like, storyline of the DCU. I have to admit, I never noticed the year in the newspaper. I, I noticed the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, I just I just thought, actually, it, it kind of just crossed my mind. It's like, hang on, that's a front page of a newspaper. It's supposed to be a date on it. And I was like, I, I wonder if, assuming it had gone to present day, actually, honestly. Yeah. Damn it, And Ginge. then I looked and it said 1994. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, even that doesn't super get me that excited just because I didn't enjoy reading that is my problem. Like, you know, halfway through, I was like, I'm dead. Yeah, di- I'm- that's why I stopped because halfway through, like Pete said, it was very dry. It was all these technical terms around science, which usually I don't mind. But it was, it was reminiscent of Snyder during Zero Year explaining electrical engineering. It was just like, I don't need all of this. Just say Batman fixed it. Like, <laughs> Well, we can't just say that because then you'll go, how does he just do everything, Matt? No, because when Zero Year was established, he was the only hope. And so it's it's built in, you know. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I, I enjoyed reading it more than you two, clearly. I was kind well, of into I'm it. Well, I'm going to go I back think and it was finish amazing. it now. Cause but I assume, I, Matt, you're not going to commit to issue two. Probably not. And if I do, I probably won't talk about it. It'll just be something that I read when I get to it, kind of like Vigilante. And, you know, unless Connor tells me issue two is... Like, oh my god. Superman just at the end. Well, that would, be a, that would be a twist, wouldn't it? Yeah, right? Mm. Oh. And it's it's mullet Superman from 1996. You know? So as well as travelling back in time, he's gone to that Earth. Yeah. Because it's all about quantum. And from what I understand through my very cursory knowledge of quantum entanglement and all this stuff... It builds on subatomic levels, and yeah, and it's all linked, and everything's linked. So realities and string theory and all this other science buzzwords, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they're playing at here. And then if you're talking about that, you have the maybe Rip Hunter and Booster Gold in play. Oh, that's that's how you get to come back into this. This is just turning into this weird list of wants from that. This is all this is becoming. Because it everything's is. at play, though. Because this is supposed to be important in the grand scheme of things. Is it? With continuity-wise. Yeah, is that what I've been I've been hearing the writer in um, DC talk about. Like, it, there's a reason why it's coming out now. Well, see, uh, with now you just made Peter stuff. think he should read the next one. But he's that's a the whole thing. That. I don't... Oh, man. So am I, though, and that's the thing is yeah. once you said '94 and what that means in DC continuity is that's when all of the stuff that led to this now started was around that time. I, I think I'm willing to just let Connor tell me what happens in the yeah, the next that's fine. issue. That's fine. I, mean, I, I enjoyed. It. I don't think it was amazing. Don't be wrong, but I definitely didn't have as much of a, of a problem with it as you guys. I agree with your complaint about them telling you about the Just League kind of deflated the tension of the moment. Yeah. So it was a bit weird, structurally. But, overall, I'm okay with it. Yep. Are you reading this too then, next month? Yeah, definitely. Alright, okay. So, Fall and Rise of Captain Atom will be continuing to be covered here, even if it is just Connor talking about it. But if it ends up being important, at least we'll, we'll know about it, because Connor's told us. So, yeah. good. All right, that's uh, that's the that's the end of the books. That's all the books for this uh, this week. That'll take us on to our favorite so the week. You know, favorite books, favorite art, favorite cover, panel, whatever. All these things we do. Panel is 
it's kind of tough because there's a lot of things from Batman that I'd love to pick, but honestly... We all know what yours is, is Kite Man, hell yeah. <laughs> That's the number two. That's number two. Oh, okay. Number one is Superman. I know who that is. Oh. Nothing else comes close. And Justice League Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, and Justice League Suicide Squad. There is no single panel this week that made me sit up and go, oh, like that one yeah. did. Okay. So, easy pick for me this week. Easy pick. So, so mine, I'm going to jump up. Also involves Superman, but it's from the main book. Hmm? And it's just because it's always one of my favorite things. And when Superman gets mad enough and his heat vision kicks in. So as the gatherers are attacking him in Soviet Superman, he asks him, he goes, do you have heat vision? As he's firing his up. And it's just, you know, that was a fist pump moment for me. Because then they, they unleash it on the gatherers. Those are both great panels, but I'm going to have to go with Batman. I'm going to have to go with that big splash page, two pages in, whatever it is, of the just them at the bottom and the, and the night sky. It's just beautiful. Yeah, Sam Esmail would be proud of that page. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch Mr. Robot, you, you'll, you'll get that get it, yeah. Um, yep. Okay, that, uh, let's talk about... Let's do covers before we do art. Let's do cover. Cover okay. is the next thing. Um, before we talk about the best cover, I want to point out a, a weird thing about the Nightwing cover that it's not actually an issue because you're gonna ruin it for all of us here. Yeah. I'm just saying, right? It's the lips, just like Birds of Prey. He's no, 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 a no. problem with Orca's lips. No, no, no. Right. So, see when you're actually looking at the cover and it's full. You've got the actual book in front of you. You've got it full screen your iPad or whatever, yeah. right? It looks fine. Sure. You can see what it is, and it's fine. See when I see the thumbnail on Comicsology, like either on the site or when it's small. Mm-hmm. It looks very sexual. Is all I'm saying. It looks like Orca is. Pale driving Nightwing. See now you said it, I can see it. Is, yeah. Wait, is it a is it a package pile driver or a regular? Because <laughs> it's a pretty pretty crucial differentiation. Because, I can tell you what it is. Because oh I, dear, it does. I, I, I did not pay attention. I looked at it. I looked at it like once I noticed this, I was like, wait a minute, is that look right? It's because part of the muscles on Orca's legs, when it's small enough, look like it might be Nightwing's legs wrapping around them or yeah. her. And it looks very sexual. And once I noticed this, I couldn't unsee it. And I wanted yeah, to bring this like up. looks like a jackknife powerbomb in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling fans will understand that. <laughs> but it oh, looks dear. super sexual. Because the art is good. The art itself is good. But it just... When it's smaller... Yeah, it cannot be unseen now. Though. Yeah. Look at oh. it. It's, that's <laughs> oh, Nightwing Poor issue Nightwing. 12. Is the... Uh, the the, <laughs> the the cover when they do the porn parody they don't even have to change anything here's the cover oh. <laughs> actually they'd probably turn it to make him face the other way and it look even worse so oh god <laughs> um, so serious answers uh, cover of the week yeah this is this is what we're on uh, I Batman Batman 14 for me yeah, I'm I'm going with Batman as well. I think Stephanie Hans is incredible. Her work is gorgeous yeah, all the time. Yeah, the shading on it, particularly in the colours, the shading is really good. All that. She did a she did an entire issue of Wicked and Divine, where it's all set in like the 1800s. All right, okay. Just incredible. But uh, very emotive. It's very much like a painting you'd put in the wall kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it looks like that. Matt, what was your? I think it looks weeks? weird. <laughs> Just gonna drop that there. Mine's also mine's gonna be from Superman. With the different Superman lined up, and it's, it's done cover. in the yeah done in the like minimalist colors. You're That's only right. getting black, yellow, and red. Yeah, uh, 
looks like uh, an infinite uh, line. Just, just looks great. For a joke, Matt, you should have just said Nightwing. I should have. <laughs> I thought about it, but it didn't ring true after just looking at it. Because this is why I was looking at it. I, I was thinking about my cover of the week, and I was just glancing at them all again. And I was like, oh, maybe Nightwing's a, a, a choice. And I looked at it, I'm like, wait a minute. What's she doing to Nightwing? <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay. So uh Art of the Week. Art of the Week. I'm gonna be quick here, Batman wins. Yeah, Batman. I'm going Green Arrow because I didn't realise it was three people until we sat down. That's so, fair. That's coming No, that's that's credit to that, because it is very cohesive oh. as the three of them. Yeah. Uh, Batman's just not only does it look great, it's like it's working for the tone of the issue. You know, this this two parter is about this specific thing, and this adds to that storytelling. Whereas, it, and it's different from the other arcs, and it it benefits because of that. So, I think that's a really smart choice. Yeah, and obviously, all the colors work great. It's all blues, maybe nighttime, very moody yeah. and tone like. So, yeah. Uh, what's yours, Matt? Oh, he's a green arrow. Sorry, a green arrow. Yeah, I'm, green arrow. Yeah, just because we didn't realize it was three, and plus the reveal of Malcolm Merlin, and it wasn't John Barrowman. That was. What were you hoping to just Photoshop John Barrowman into the? Well, because you know, when they did, when they introduced Felicity, it was just Elizabeth Bett Richard, like in comic form, so they didn't even try not to make it her Mm. in the New Fifty Two. And here, it's at least it's Malcolm Magnificent, and they're tying it in. The thing is, even if it had just been John Barrowman, I'm not sure I I could complain that much because I love John Barrowman. Yeah, so he's pretty great. He's the Raja Gul, you know. Yeah. Okay, that'll take us on to top five books of the week, which we all like to do. And Batman's number one. Uh, of course. Hey, this is only the second time in the history of the entire show that I've picked Batman. Yeah, I know, but as soon as as soon as I read in the Mild Fuzz group, Peter had read Batman. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. It's everything. Batman's number one. Justice League vs Suicide Squad, number two. And then Green Arrow at number three. Mhm. Then Superman at number four, and Nightwing at number five. Was my top five. Connor, you go next. Sorry, Matt. It's Batman. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Superman I think then I'm going to be a little bit different and go with Justice League because I think while I enjoy the event issue that actually kind of furthered it a bit more on a personal level mm-hmm. so I found that more interesting uh, 4 will be Green Arrow and then 5 just leave us so, so now I'm going to get to play Stephanie Brown here and make uh, Superman number 1 should come as no surprise, right? I love how he gives us shit for picking Batman as if it's obvious, and then he's like, I'm, go- I'm going to shock everyone here and pick Superman as number one. Yeah, right? It was a solid and, and number fact- two. Yeah. yeah, it was a solid number two. <laughs> yeah, Talking about Batman, right? Uh. <laughs> and then number two is going to be Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Because like Pete said, that panel of Superman, I know him. Yeah, that was pretty great. And then third, I'm going to go Justice League, like what Connor said. It was, you know, expanded Max Lord a little bit more and played when 
played in real well with Justice League Suicide Squad. Uh, four is going to be Green Lanterns. I enjoyed that entire arc and Leminski, Jessica having her big moment. And then five uh, is going to be Green yeah, Green Arrow. Yeah, I'll go Green Arrow. As much as I like Nightwing, I think Green Arrow stood out a little bit more. Do you know what's interesting yeah. is we're getting like further and there's more books. And the great thing about having books that we're all liking and there's so many books every week is that the top five actually mean something because we're cutting away books that we still like yeah. you know we're... yeah like that was a tough choice for me to keep green lanterns out there like i was yeah. so close to putting that in at five but yeah, just i also out. wanted to put death the Hawkman because i really enjoyed that issue yeah, too good but, but so now making the top five actually really means something because there was a time when it was we read five books here's a top five <laughs> it's just yeah it was just the order of them yeah Whereas yeah. now it's like, no, no, there's a, a threshold and they have to get in there. And, you know, it means a bit more now, so that's cool. Uh, it'll yeah, mean a lot more next week. week. Well. Yeah, because I'm just getting to that. We're going to have a lot of books next week. So coming up next week, we have, of course, the fourth issue of Justice League v Suicide Squad. We have the second one-shot for Justice League of America, which is Vixen Rebirth, issue one. We also have all of these. I'm going to list these off very quickly. Yeah. Detective Comics 948, All-Star Batman issue 6, Action Comics 971, Wonder Woman issue 14, The Flash issue 14, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue 6, Supergirl issue 5, Superwoman issue 6, New Superman issue 7, Titans issue 7, Deathstroke issue 10, and then on top of that, if Connor somehow is still able to, after all those, Connor's Corner will include Suicide Squad issue 9, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue 12, and unfortunately, where's my button? Bing! <laughs> Unfortunately, Red Hood, Bizarro, and Artemis have not become a team quite yet. No, but and... they might. It's the conclusion. Yeah, and, and I know you said, oh, depending on how much time I have for the for the Connors Corner, I will guarantee the Suicide Squad one, because that is Me a tie-in. Too, I'm, I'm, Red I'm Hood. reading that too. What? Red Hood's a punishment. You need to read Red Hood. Well, well... It's not a punishment. It's a self-imposed, I have to read this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Also, though, the variant cover for that is actually kind of hilarious for Red Hood. Oh, because I need to have a look at it now. No, it's it's Jason with a Batmobile wheel and Bizarro with the entire side of the Batmobile. Now, I also I will so add that's this. That's kind of funny. I will add this to this as well. Since I'm not doing the Connors Corner stuff, actually, that's the real cover, not the variant. And since I'm also not doing Deathstroke, I will promise you that I will have also read. Justice League slash Power Rangers issue one as well next week, which isn't part of the DC universe in the traditional sense, so it's not something we have to cover. But I want to give it a try, and also I'll read that and give you some thoughts on that and, as well. Next and week. Peter will also promise to to get through Multiversity. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold you to that. <laughs> I knew that was. I thought it was gonna stay there, but you know, uh-huh. worth it. <laughs> Alright, uh, so that's what's coming next week. So it's a really big week, but you know what? It's one of these things where, yeah, it's a lot of books, but I'm looking at that list and I'm like, you know what? I am excited about it. It's a good it. week. Yeah, well, this almost is my always. problem. This is why I was saying, like, okay, I need to cut something from next week because there's so much. And New Superman, barring Red Hood, which obviously is a different thing, New Superman was the my weakest one there. And yeah. I like that book. Well, first of all, it's annoying that Titans is this week because that was always week four. It's moved for some reason yeah. to week two. Honestly, for, if it wasn't for the new artist in the New York, All Star Batman would probably be getting the shaft. Uh, yeah. I'd definitely be reading. I haven't read the last one yet either, but I'm definitely down yeah, for the. Luck. the I, I'm good so excited luck. for this new arc, though, of the one shots with all the villains. We've got, I think, is it Jock and Freeze? Mr. Next? Freeze first, yep. yeah, I think. 
Yeah, I'm so looking forward to all these coming up. So I, I'm hoping they're better, and I feel like they, they could be because they're one shots, because they're not convoluted messes. They should be fun. Yeah, and at, at least it's shock art without the witch's horrible coloring. I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think it has the splatters because I've seen a few preview no. pages. Good, good, good. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't and, hate that, but sure. I mean, it got yeah, a little bit this... over the top at times. Yeah, by the end. It was getting in the way. Yeah. Uh, but, also, obviously, there's uh, a few of the, the rebirth trades coming out still. They've they started uh, hitting this week and next. I think we've got Aquaman and Batman and uh, a couple of others coming I, I this think week. Superman was this week. Yeah, and Green Arrow, I believe, was this week. I'm sure okay, I saw that. Cool. Yeah. So, and as we just in case you didn't watch the uh, the end of year annual that we did, uh, we talked about the best books of the year. We, we did talk about the trades a little bit and how. They're doing trades pretty frequently, but they're doing deluxe hardcovers uh, every two trades. So, Volume 1 and 2 of Batman, for example, will become Volume 1 of the deluxe hardcover. And that comes out at the same time as the third trade. So, that'll be towards the end of the summer. You're going to start getting the deluxe hardcovers. Just in case you want to wait for those instead and not double, yeah, triple I think dip. I think the first one that I've seen is the Action Comics one. That seems to be coming out early July, uh, I think. I think July. Yeah, that's that's the the Amazon date, but obviously comic shops sometimes get uh, I think, oh, two weeks before, is it? Two weeks usually, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a reason for that as well because the the second trade of Action Comics is get two less issues than all the other volume two, so that can come out a little bit earlier, which is why the the deluxe is also hurting hitting a little bit earlier. So it makes sense. Uh, interestingly, that's going to include four issues of Action. It's called Back to the Planet, but the fifth mm-hmm. comic that's in it, it's going to include Justice League. I think it's fifty two, the next one from just before Rebirth yeah. it's going to include that and which makes sense it does make yeah. sense it adds a lot to that arc I think so I wonder where the, the you know the, the, the Justice League Robin issue I wonder if that'll pop up anywhere yeah I don't know where but maybe, maybe somewhere but if like it becomes relevant anyway being, yeah I like that, that Lex issue's there because it's all about him buying the Daily Planet just to get the cape yeah and then it so. goes, that goes into the Daily Planet stuff so yeah it makes makes a lot of sense yep. so yep. Yeah, that's, that's what's coming next week. That's that's the end of this week's show. We we had a good week, a lot of good comics. Uh, we didn't fight too much about Batman. Too nope, much. I've learned to pick my battles. I, I like that, Matt. I he'll like fight. Your, uh, he'll fight when when Batman really does something he doesn't like. Yeah. In like a month's time, probably. It <laughs> <sighs> uh, is the thing I'm thinking. Though. Yeah, obviously, if you if you watched our best of the year or listened to our best of the year show. You, you you know should I spoil it just in case they're saving it for later? What what we picked for best book? Just go ahead. It's not. It's more of a tease than a spoil. Sure. Okay. Right. So in case you've if you've not listened to that one yet, then spoilers that we're about to mention what the best book was. But we picked best series of the year went to Superman, and I was just thinking the other day, Connor. Right, that was easy this year because we agreed that Superman was the best book, but. Come the end of 2017, what if other books have surpassed Superman? Yeah, we're going to have to fight. (laughs) The chaos that will ensue. Well, hang on, Matt. We'll have had a full year of Trinity by that point. That's true, too. Manipul keeps it up. (laughs) Just just keep the author who must not be named away from that book, and we'll be fine. I think that's a safe bet, to be honest. Oh, I mean, he had his called Dark Trinity. That was the name of the first arc. So, yeah, I don't even want to think about it. 
Shivers down the spine. Exactly. Well, that's the end of the show, guys. Uh, let us know what you thought of this week's yep. books in the comments below. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Regardless if you're on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, your podcatching app of choice. Either way, it helps us out a lot if you do. And uh, get us on Twitter. Uh, individual Twitter's on the screen if you're on the YouTube. And the, of course, group Twitter is at mailed underscore fuzz. So you can get us on there too. And yes, that's pretty much it. So thank you very much for watching. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. Thank you.